0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash coregaming. Start living a better life today. Slen
2: teed, full side of a keen.
0: Hello and welcome back to CORE, everybody. This is CORE for Friday, November 25th, 2022. We hope you all had a nice uh, Thanksgiving here in the States, which is why we're recording tonight. Thank you for your patience. And also last week where both Bo and I had COVID and yeah. uh, dealt with it the best we could. Still have a bunch of residual stuff. Bo, I think, fared a little better than I did, but we're alive. Hello, fellow alive man. How do you feel? Yeah, we,
1: we made it. We made it. I'm... <laughs> back to mostly normal as we discussed in the pre-show I got the carpal, which I'm, I think is
0: from sleeping so much during COVID yeah now he's wearing a brace you guys should see this it's pretty hot it's a yeah. good looking it's cool. accessory I feel like, I feel
1: like it's a like proper a esports gamer bowling, you, yeah. You, yeah. you see some of the esports guys they wear those things um, cause you, who knows what kind of injuries they have from playing all day so yeah. But I, it call actually is...
3: of, uh, I call that a work sick one time because I played too much Diablo 3 yeah and my, <laughs> hand there,
0: hurt,
3: my hand hurt too bad to hold a mouse. Yeah. I was like, well, that's what I do for 90% of my job. I can't do this. Diablo is
0: so. is one of the worst perpetrators. They used to kill me to play more. too much Diablo, too much Quake, too much Diablo, too much Counter-Strike. And then the other big one for me was the recent me getting back into Overwatch. Took some training a little bit, because the first few days, a certain part of my back hurt really bad, and my wrists hurt really bad, and now they're fine. So uh bo i hope it's a quick recovery and you don't have to cosplay that guy from south park the world of warcraft player guy that's
1: uh, already it's already been a week or so it's not a quick recovery like mm. I, I think i really nixed it dang dude. It, well not from gaming though it's not so it's like numb like all numb in my fingers
0: but i have some movement so you know. yeah
1: i'm sure gaming doesn't
0: help but it may not hurt either you know lots to get some, get some movement in there i don't know split, i'm no doctor split.
1: The splint helps, I think. what I so dark tide came out, which we'll talk about later. I've been gripping the mouse harder, but it's hard to grip the mouse quite as tightly with yeah. this thing because there's a there's a thing here preventing my hand from right clutching the mouse. So,
0: well, good. I'm glad you're wearing it, though. That's important. Well, yeah. hopefully uh, today will be a real good uh, return of form for us here on Core, and I think the best way to start things is to talk about this news. Uh, hey, Microsoft reportedly offered Sony a ten-year commitment to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation consoles, and Sony uh, reportedly ignored the offer. <laughs> um, because I guess why not? Um, there's been a lot of, of course talk. They did. They yeah. don't
3: need to. They don't need to take the offer. Like right now, Sony has one job. This is this is the only job Sony has until the buyout is either thrown out or approved. Sony yep. needs to go if this if this merger buyout whatever happens it will be the end of us as a company that's like what that's that's their job is to say that and commit to that and pretend that that's true <clears throat> even though i think we all agree that will not likely be the case but that's their job because for them if if this happens it will be bad for them it's not catastrophic but it's not a good thing so they stand to gain more by saying it's going to be the end of the world than to go, oh, no, we'll be fine. Yeah. Like, it, they're in a better position if it doesn't happen. So, of course, they're going to be doom and gloom. Like, no, no, it's going to be awful. It's going to be the end of, end of the world. And then once it happens, they'll settle down and be like, that's eh, fine.
0: Yeah. And, but of course, of course, it's going to be Microsoft's prerogative in this case to, to be the company that, that bellied up and said, hey, we're not – we're not taking anything away look at this a decade for sure and maybe beyond we're just saying you know let's start with that and 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 Sony's like, yeah well our position is this is the end this is the end times so uh, that's how it'll be and you're right until this goes through or changes or whatever that will be their stance and then the minute that happens they'll probably be open to whatever they got to do.
1: It reminded me of a soccer player, you know, that their balls got lightly grazed, but they act like they got smashed to smithereens. (laughs) That's (laughs) a good analogy. Yeah. It's It's like, yeah,
0: yeah. That's fair. I think, um, I think what'll probably there's, there's talk of an FTC lawsuit or something, not suit. I forget what it is. basically as uh, some kind of, of, of put their hand up and say, whoa, hold on a second kind of moment for the merger, which could be a bigger problem than any of this. Um, if, if it's, I don't know if it, if it, 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 at the very least it'll slow things and it may not go through as quick as everybody thought, but, um, outside of that, Sony just has to sit and wait. And, um, the, the funny things, the funny articles I've been reading are are ones that are saying Sony completely throws the battlefield series under the bus because they're basically saying without this one modern warfare style shooter game, we can't survive there's nothing else for us to have that's like it nothing compares (laughs) and battlefield's over there going hello shit we're doing a thing i think that's pretty funny but
3: meanwhile battlefield kill zone destiny yeah like all these other properties that are all over Then no 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 and then at the same time they're also going hey you all should buy god of war The only action-adventure game with Kratos that's going to be of this caliber and quality... It's exclusive to PlayStation only here. Yep. It's just how it is. You know, it's Microsoft's job to downplay what this is going to do. They're going to be sitting there going, it's just, you know, it's a shooter and we're going to share it. It's going to be fine. And it's Sony's job to, to say, well, the end is not, I think I read somewhere. They said, you're trying to turn us into Nintendo, which what does that even mean? Nintendo's a successful company. Like, what? no,
0: if anything, Nintendo goes the other direction where they, they're the ones not letting their IPs go anywhere else. That isn't yeah. that's a bad comparison. You're turning us into I Nintendo. Don't, I,
1: don't
2: I like, like that it, too. Like, like
1: I've had to endure those exclusive Final Fantasies all my life. Like I've I i do not want a Sony PlayStation all my life, but I wanna play like Final Fantasy seven. I want wanna play the remake now. Mm-hmm. And I gotta get a box just for the one game. So like they're no angels. I feel no, no pity for them they can <laughs> go pound sand as far as I'm concerned, you know. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to be exclusive with Call of Duty. By the way, you're going to play Final Fantasy Rebirth on the PlayStation.
0: <laughs> well, it's not true anymore, right? Now it's on PCs, but still, console wise. Yeah, but it's yeah.
1: delayed. Like, you know, that's a hype worthy game. Like, I have to have it day of. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to wait the year and endure spoilers. like
0: Right. I- Plus, it's never, well, as far as I know, it's exclusive to PlayStation, not coming to other consoles. So, PC aside, it's still a PlayStation exclusive on the console. Side of things.
1: I mean, to their credit, they eventually do it there. But also, Microsoft's like, we want Call of Duty (laughs) on your PlayStation the day of launch. Like they're they're better than that. Like that's what I mean. I'm like, Sony's getting away with murder because they're they do exclusives, and Microsoft's like, you know, saying, hey, you know, we won't do timed exclusives. And they're like, yeah, like John said, they all they're. They have nothing to lose by going, this is unfair for us. Yeah. So, I like I that know. voice. I don't feel like I'm not trying to defend Microsoft. They have lots of money and lots of stuff and you know, yeah. whatever. But,
0: but it also, you had to admit The it, whole but thing Sony... is like
1: so stupid. That's why I made the soccer analogy because I'm like, okay.
0: It puts Sony on the back foot a little bit. They have to like do something that's counter to this move. And so the, yeah. the only counter they have is we hate it and we think it's bad for the business and we think it means doom for the industry. That's their move. And so now they, whether or not that move holds, I I personally don't think it probably will. I understand why they're making it. And I guess I don't entirely blame them because what else do they have? There was some news today, though. The FTC is planning to, there's like a lawsuit or
1: something.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you call it. I mentioned it earlier. It's like a, it's not a lawsuit. It's like an injunction or something, something, whatever the word is. There's
1: a thing. (laughs) You come to CORE for the expert analysis on the news. Yeah, that's right. Uh, There's a thing happening. Whereby the odds of the sale going through are decreasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that might be, it's apparently a you know Jason Schreer <laughs> retweeted it, so it must be but, legit.
3: <laughs> the core and weather it, report: something's happening.
1: Yeah, something's there. going
0: on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the sky's darker than it was.
0: I don't know if you guys and, can tell, uh, but it smells weird outside. So yep, must means something. Funny going smell.
3: On. There's a wind higher than normal. Yeah, it's windy. Something's happening. Yeah, I wouldn't go outside. That's like, all I'm saying. Oh, the wind Qu- changed courses. directions. Don't go outside. Yeah, I, I personally. All I have to say is, yeah, go it ahead. I not, not go
0: through. Well, I think it will go through. I think it will be not as smooth and quick and easy as everybody assumes it is. I think that this this thing will slow it down. It does mean court proceedings, and it means presenting arguments and defending your position. And maybe they still come out on the other end with the reasons why this should go through, or they maybe they have to make a uh, make some sort of. Uh, I don't know at this stage what you can even do to negotiate a different right. position, but I don't think it doesn't go through. Maybe I want to go to
1: this thing. Do they take comments from the public? Because some I know here in Canada, like sometimes <laughs> the CRTC, <laughs> the pub they do open some of these things for public comment. It's not like widely advertised. You have to know where to look for it because they're not advertising it on you. YouTube like, hey, call for comments. They do it I in Canada. I don't it. know if they do it here. I doubt it. But it they this, will but maybe. they will call for comments where people can submit it. And I wanna be idiots. Uh what's
0: his name? <laughs> Phil Spencer but, oh. said we're gonna
1: get more StarCraft. Yeah, let the sale go through. That that's a case closed. That's a Starcraft. Yeah. Now Any you witness witness you? Bo's,
0: Bo's entire motivation in this entire thing is that. And you know what? I don't blame you. I want more Starcraft. Well, it upset too. the
1: industry, make it unfair.
0: Sure, but we're getting Starcraft. We're getting more
1: Starcraft. So <laughs> put
3: it through. Thank you. You
1: know, yeah, that's yeah. man. You if there
3: was a public forum about this, I would go just to watch it. Just to, like watch person after person. This guy get up and be like. Uh hi, my name is uh Skillix from the Insane Headshot Posse <laughs> and uh my whole clan <laughs> plays on the PlayStation and I have serious concerns that we will not be able to play yeah. if this deal goes through yeah. um I it would we would have to buy a different a video game console and that's not fair uh, john um, i'm Sony sorry and, is it? and then they would, sit down, and then they would well, sit down what if
1: is there like we need to can someone in our listenership tell us if this is the case and maybe can we like sasha barracone it and go as like elite gamer <laughs> like look look at me it's like uh it's gorath from the core podcast here to talk about why he wants starcraft
0: 3 yeah i feel and, like this would know. be a bad scene I, I think i'd be too embarrassed to watch any of this unfold. I mean, I do. I, 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 my shame levels are,
1: I'm resistant. I have resistance to shame. You have low, you have high resistance to shame shame and humility. So like I I can definitely do this.
0: It sounds like a bit of a train wreck, but I, would. you know what? I probably would watch it. And I don't think they do it. I don't think this is going to have any public input because it's not really a a public issue as much as it is just a, Hey, this is the biggest merger in tech history. Uh, it's so it's a little big, it's a little out there, it's a little crazy. Microsoft's the only one in the situation with the money to do it, so does that put them at an unfair advantage? But what does that actually mean? Is that a competitive problem? Like, there's going to be all kinds of like hypotheticals around this, but I don't think any of it is going to be me and you getting a voice. I I think it's just going to be them. Well,
1: Canada hasn't blocked the sale here, you know, EU's doing it, UK's doing it, states are doing it. If there's a Canadian one, I'm going to be calling up the CRTC. There you go. <laughs> Get that done. Get that on. They already have, we already have a big, that big debate with Bill C11 and YouTube and the, can, the Canadian content thing. YouTube just advertised to me today. It's like, yo, we have to tell you, you need to keep YouTube free for Canadians, but the government wants to tell you what's on there. I'm like, you're telling me what's on there. This is, a, this is an argument for control. Shut up, YouTube.
0: Yeah, that is a, Real, that's but anyways, really, is that what they're saying that's what they're. that's their stance they want to keep yeah
1: that? yeah yeah so i was like opened my youtube app and it's like by the way there's something huge going on in canada like they're advertising to canadian users that like bill this bill that's going through is like terrible because the canadian government's gonna want to control your content and it's gonna make niche creators make less money and you're not going to find the content you want and I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, but you're deciding what content I want. I go to Netflix, and it's like, oh, here's the featured shows, and here's what's everyone watching. It's like, maybe I don't want to see any. Like, you, so, Someone's deciding what to recommend.
0: Yeah, Google's already doing that. You're absolutely right.
1: You're a bunch of people I don't know, whether you're a government or whether you're a corporation. I <laughs> yeah, don't I don't trust any of you. But. You all suck. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same difference. Anyway, not to get too deep into that, but you know, it's – it's kind of the same thing going on here. It's about money and control, and it's just like, just release some StarCraft.
0: My it's friends. nice to know it's not all I poutine do. and freaking maple syrup up there. You know, you guys have your own issues. You got your own stuff. I like that. I feel yeah, like YouTube,
1: ag- YouTube's like doesn't like what's going on up here at all.
0: Yeah, they're not fans. Well, I
1: mean, I assume there's a whole ad for it in my YouTube app. And there's a whole ad for other someone else's ego problems in Twitter. Like social
0: media is kind of like off the rails. At the yeah, point. it's kind of effed. The whole thing's just ugly right now. I hate it. Um, all right. Well, there's that story. We will follow it and see what happens with it. But we want to now switch gears and talk about a Patreon message of the week. This came from Adam. Uh, asked, or it was asked by Adam and Robert seconded it. it, 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 it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he basically uh, said, yeah, I, uh, you know, just asked the same thing. So here's that question what do you do when you're going through game burnout? And I assume he means not a particular game, but video game burnout in general. Like I don't, I played too much. I don't want to play anymore. Um, of all games, assuming that's what he means and not just I'm burned out on playing GTA five or something, you know, more specific like that. Uh, he's curious about what we do in those cases. Um, John, do you have a method to your madness when you're like, man, I don't think I want to play anything and i guess well, to what end i if guess if you're I, at uh
3: yeah. i don't want to play anything the best thing you can do is not play anything right right like it's important that you don't define yourself in such a way that you don't give yourself room to be other things don't don't go i'm a gamer it's my free time i game that's all i do eventually you might not want to do that and you should have something else that you can do and uh enjoy whether that's, you know, it doesn't have to be reading, but like in my first thought goes to read something instead or, you know, do audiobooks or draw or, you know, d- just find something else. If it's no games, then, you know, don't don't do games. Don't force it. You'll be back before you know it when you want to break from whatever's next. But I did experience this a little bit at the end of cyberpunk 2077. I put so much time and I got so invested into that world and that story and that universe that when it ended, I kind of got in a weird space because I didn't really want to go anywhere else. I didn't want to invest myself in a world again. Um, And I, I just, I hit this weird rut where everything I tried to play, I was just like, eh, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I, I'm not wanting to get into this. Um, that's actually where my current love of playing Fortnite came from, was I wanted something with no real story, no real stakes. I just wanted to get in, play a dumb game, have something that I could play with the family, and just kind of be competitive and you know not really invest in. And that's exactly what I did, and I've been doing that for a while. And now I'm getting to the other side of that where it's like, you know, I'm looking for more invested experience at this point now. So it kind of ebbs and flows. And I think you just need to, you know, just like when your body gets hungry, it tells you, hey, I want food. Like, you know, your your creativity or, you know, your pleasure centers in your brain will tell you when you're not getting or giving that what you need. So listen to it and go, all right, I'm gonna go try something else. And go find something else and yeah. change up genres, change up what you're doing. Run that into the ground.
0: Yeah. And then be sick <laughs> and of, then then be sick of that. Else. Yeah. Then go back to what you're used to. I would say I'm almost identical to what John said. I agree with all of it. My go-to is usually I like to draw when I'm, if I'm burned out on games, the best thing for me to do is to go draw. And oftentimes I'll draw stuff that's game related because I just like that kind of thing. And I find it inspiring And then that will lead to me wanting to play again. So if the goal is I'm burned out, but I want to play more and I don't like this feeling of being burned out, do, you know, again, listen to your body, do what you need to do, but do maybe find another creative outlet if you don't already have one um, that even leads you back to your original love of gaming, if that is your original love. Uh, but I agree with John on most of that. Bo, do you have anything to add? What would you, what would you throw onto the pile here?
2: Um, <laughs> no, I, I, think, I,
1: think, I think you got it. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been burnt out too much, but you need a break from everything, you know? So just watch some TV, just do something different, see some family. I mean, I always try to schedule out of the house stuff at least once a week. Yeah. Um, whether that's, you know, shopping trip, a visit to family, something like that. Get out of the, you know. And, like, I work, so I just, like, I don't know what gaming burnout looks like. When I, I've been burnt out, like, after a week of a staycation where I've done nothing but game all week.
0: Yeah.
2: And,
1: you know, but, like, I get enough breaks from gaming. I'm usually, that's why I'm up so late. <laughs> so. I feel
0: like I'm always in the mood for something. I just sometimes don't know what it is. And so, you know, digging through a giant Steam library... Is usually kind of a pointless experience. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much to play, and I just don't feel like playing any of this. And then I'll end up landing on something weird and old. Like even today, I'll talk about it later, but I've been playing an old game that just got a performance patch, and I thought, hey, let's see how that is. And now I'm kind of hooked into the story again, and I'm I think I'm gonna. I keep did that with
1: Dust desktop Dungeons too. Like the I I don't have burnout, but I do have like the what is it. A choice paralysis yeah you know yeah. like all yeah. this stuff. i do a show all this new stuff to play people have gifted me things but the flavor of ice cream i want to eat is 10 year old game yeah 10 year old ice cream mm. the, you know that's more of an issue for me but i'm never like the only time i'm not desirous where i feel burnout from games honestly is uh my uh my local irl friends mike and crofton who I bring up on the show we like to get together in real life and I get sick of games when I'm with them. Cause I'm like, I do games all week. I do a gaming show. Can we just hang out and talk or <laughs> do we go for beers or something? I just, I can't play games right now. Yeah. I've done it too much. Like, especially if it's just been a busy week or I've streamed a lot, I'll get burnout when I'm like, I have an excuse to have leisure time away from gaming and then it ends up being gaming. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to do this right now.
0: Yeah. I think you're saying it best though. Just walk away from it. Don't do it. Like you, if you, if you feel like you're like forcing yourself to just walk away and do something else, you know, (laughs) don't ever force, don't ever force yourself to enjoy a thing you're not enjoying. Mm -hmm. I say, uh, all right. Very good, you guys. If you are patrons of the show, you'll get an opportunity to answer or to ask us these kinds of questions, and we'll talk about them on the show here and there. So huge thanks to Adam and Robert for that. Let's talk about games we played this week. First in the shared pool, uh, John and I played a bunch of Pentiment, uh, an Obsidian game. Yeah, that's right. Your uh, Fallout New Vegas people, your uh, um, Pillars of Eternity 1 and 2 people uh Outer Worlds, you name it, they make good games. And uh they are now a solely owned Microsoft studio and they made a game that they probably would have never made had it not been for something like Game Pass. They've even said as much. They're like, yeah, we didn't we there's no way we make this without a service like this. So so enjoy it. Uh Pentiment is freaking weird. Yeah, it is. And great. <laughs> I really like Pentiment a lot. I think it's um so this is uh, just a little bit of background. When I had COVID a week and a half ago when it started, I couldn't play almost any game that had to make me be smart about decisions. I couldn't do it. It was just like, give me something dumb and lame, an arcade game, some old retro game like i don't I can't play anything that is is too thinky right now and so I didn't play this right away um but as I started to feel better, this really fit the bill for me because it it it's only that it's it's choices and it's decision making. And the guy who ran, who r- runs the team behind this particular game has a long history with amazing RPGs. Uh, I love the Icewind Dale series, for example, in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. And this guy was like one of the head dudes on that project. And it really shows in, in terms of experience with uh, dialogue and sort of you know, making decisions that are going to matter later, this sort of stuff. And you may, you may say, well, what are you saying? This might, this like disco Elysium level stuff. I would say it's very different than disco Elysium, but it's, it's in the vein of like another great example of pushing this, a narrative game further and doing it in really creative ways. First of all, it really strikes me as the art style, uh, it's like set in the 1500s and it's all based on history stuff. So none of this is like magic or dragons or any of that stuff. And, uh, boy, they go hard on that art style. Like it's, yeah, everything is a little,
3: the the one thing I don't understand why they do. And maybe there's a narrative point where it becomes a thing, but why do I have to see typos when people are talking? (laughs) Like it's weird. That is one thing that kind of like, it's a little endearing, but also as somebody who reads kind of quickly, can be obnoxious because i'll sit there and i'll read and then all of a sudden i'm like oh wait what's that and then they take the time to scratch off the text that they messed up and then reprint it the correct way and i'm like why do we have to see well i think in
0: a couple of cases it's the it's meant to be character character um building so you've got somebody who's a little dumpy and lumpy and he's and he's talking to you they
3: mess up their words and they
0: mess up their words and so this is their way of doing it that's also the font differences like there's an accessibility thing in the beginning of the game where you can choose to have all the fonts uniform, um, or just to make them more, you know, if you think it's more readable to have one single font, um, or if you don't do that, then everybody's got a different font or lots of different ones, maybe not every single person, but, um, and that's adds to that as well. So you've got a really frilly fancy font coming out of the guy who's in charge of the Abbey up there at the church or whatever. But then you got some guy on the street who's a little rougher, you know, uglier font that's that he screws up twice and scratches out and rewrites and and that sort of thing. I think that's the goal is to try to build narrative out of out of literally out of text. <laughs> and yeah. say and say, here's more about that person that's just a little subtext, you know, for lack of a better term. Um the 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 other thing I wanted to say about that is <laughs> there's no voiceover. It's a hundred percent the sound of an ink pen scratching on parchment. And that includes, uh, your character. When he talks, anybody you talk to, um, and it's all done in this old Parisian art, arty farty style. I don't even know what to compare it to. I'm sure there's an artist. some a famous artist that I'm forgetting about entirely from art history classes that I took in college, but that this is all sort of based on, um, But at the end of the day, the whole thing is about a big, massive murder mystery, which you have to unfold. And you it it takes a while getting there, actually, before you. Yeah,
3: I was going to say that's news to me. Nobody's nobody's dead yet where I am in the game.
0: Yeah, you, you go quite a bit. And it does it does an interesting thing where, you know, a lot of games ask for your background, if it's, you know, a D and D style game or something in a computer RPG. It's like you come from the land of whatever full of barbarians and something. Your parents were a-holes or whatever. This does that, but it does it over time. So, you know how smart you are with books. You don't get to actually set that until much later. Well, you know, I don't know, an hour into the game and it adds stats to you or gives you abilities and conversations that you wouldn't have had had you not chosen that. Um, a lot of this is going to sound, you know, like Baldur's Gate style uh, text trees and stuff. And it is in a lot of ways.
3: It's just done in the background. But it's done in you, the background, exactly. You don't exactly. see it. Like there's no paper doll to look at and go, oh, look, I'm getting a plus five to this stat. It's just your choices have kind of inferred that onto the character as yeah. as you've been speaking. That's a good way I to do really it. I really like that. And, and the writing is slick enough to where. I felt like I had a concept for my character as I was playing because Mm -hmm. of the decisions I had made because you know, they're they're saying, Oh, what are you in trouble for? And you get to pick and they're wildly different things. You know, it's not like I'm in trouble because I went to the left or I went, I got in trouble because I went to the right. Like it's, it's very different personality traits. You can assign the character, which is nice because then later in the game, when you have other choices, I'm doing it knowing Oh, my character has a history with this. You know, like my my character's a bit of a ladies' man. So, I know that later when there's another choice, he probably would have made this decision. And it does a really good job of kind of building that character for you without too much like writing a background or feeling tied right. to a background and stuff like that. It's it's really organic character development in a in a fun way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, mechanically Although there are some cool things, you know, for the most part, you're moving around the screen, controller or mouse. Um, I played this on Xbox and PC. It works fine either direction. Um, It's on Game Pass. And uh, you, you, when you have these dialogues, you're clicking through stuff like you would expect. And then you're clicking things of note, like, oh, I'm this door. I haven't been in yet. I'll go in here. But you're not really mechanically the game. That's not where the game is. It's not about like, you know, where Fallout New Vegas is about, As much about dialogue trees as it is about running around shooting shit um, and leveling up or whatever. This isn't that. This is like almost entirely a story about a 20-hour, as from what I've been told, um, story and you making decisions in it. Lots of different potential endings and, and all kinds of crazy different directions it can go. But that's really the game and it's presented in this this not simple, but this 2D art style that, that is, you know, meant to be invocative of a book illustrations from the era. Um, one of the things I love about it is when you're talking to a guy and he has a red underlined word in his sentence, like, let's say he says uh, Pope Paul, the first of the 12th century, something, something that will be highlighted in red. And so if you hit these uh, on the controller, if you hit select, I don't know, I think it's tab on a uh, PC or on keyboard, but anyway, whatever it is, it brings up the screen, <laughs> pulls out of the book a little ways, and these big finger pointer things pointing at yeah. the at the red word now point to an extra paragraph somewhere or even an illustration of the Pope and says, Pope Charles I uh, served during the something something before the reign of, of blah, blah blah blah. Like they give you all this background stuff. So If you're into the history of this era, this thing's like this must be like a treasure trove for people because apparently this thing really goes hard on the history part of it. Um, So that's really neat. I think that's really cool. It does that. What I like about it the most, I think, is the game somehow takes an era. I find overall, I find this era kind of stuffy and boring. It's a lot of. Oh, it's what, a good
3: that's what pres- kept me from playing it. As I was like, "Wait a minute, really? Yeah. This is this is the era we're gonna go with in this art style." Like, because I find all of this like exactly what you said: stuffy yeah. and boring. Stuffy
0: and boring because there's just something that's not exciting about that era in almost every other presentation I can think of, unless you're just a history nut and you love all history. And I get that. And the game obviously takes great pains to have historical information in here. They're not afraid to to look directly into the eye of whatever the culture of the time was and the oppression of certain people versus others and all that. Um so all of those fears aside, I came away thinking this is one of the coolest things I've played all year. <laughs> I really like it and I am going to finish this game. Uh because there's no reason not to and um I think it's just a really quality well-made um Obviously, a, a labor of love for somebody over there, like Obsidian. Somebody at Obsidian is really obsessed with this time. Yeah, this, you era. Imagine
1: trying to pitch this from the guys that make like triple A games, <laughs> right? Like, listen, right? We want to take this like stuffy, not super broadly appealing art style, write a story, like, write, a, get a. Get a the writing—it sounds because it's been compared to Disco Elysium. So, if that's any base of comparison, it probably has a lot of text. Yeah,
0: it's quite a bit. <coughs> a lot of writing,
1: quite a bit of text.
0: Quite a bit, it but it never crazy. feels like too much. I never feel like I'm stuck in a giant loop or anything. Not that not that Disco does that or anything. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of text in Disco Elysium, but
1: no. But I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's King's Quest, uh, but for 2020 times with uh, involving dialogue trees and you know. All that great stuff, tons of aesthetic, like changing screens, like you're even showing a little bit changing screens. Looks like it's in a storybook, mm-hmm. you know, like so much, so much polish <coughs> on this thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it, it did spark my interest when I saw it for sure. I got card truck vibes, which card truck is kind of in the style as well.
0: Card yep. Truck's very cool. Very cool game too. Um, Glad you brought that so up. They're I, very similar in terms of tone. It feels like it's a good comparison.
1: Yeah, so I uh, yeah, this looks sweet. So you're going to fit it you like this Oh a lot. yeah, I
0: really like it. I mean, John, do you feel like you're going to push through or how how was how it?
3: Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm definitely going to as well. I started playing it and got maybe an hour, maybe not even that in and uh I got a a baby interruption and haven't been back to it yet, but I I'm incredibly intrigued. I definitely want to play more of it.
0: Yeah. And I just love, I don't know, I'm not saying this is like 100% this seals the argument on why Game Pass is cool, but the developers themselves saying, look, we, this game has been a dream of one of two or two or three of us have wanted to do this for decades. And it was never possible until something like Game Pass and then it became 100% possible. I think that's a big deal. You know, to say not just to yeah. say that, but just say the economic situation is in a place where we can do it. We have the full support of Microsoft to to get something like this done. They're not just hounding us to make the next, you know, Skyrim killer, which they likely are working on something very cool in that regard. And Outer Worlds is awesome. And they make really great AAA titles. It's just this doesn't exist without a, you know without a certain kind you're of ability saying, to do it.
1: There's a certain guarantee of money cuz they need content for the game pass. So yeah. it's like, okay, like you deliver something we know it's going to be good. We trust you. We're like, okay, you know, like it's interesting. I don't know. Is this is the first example we've talked about or that I've contemplated. I don't know if it's the first that they've actually had on game. It pass.
0: feels like the first one where it's a Microsoft owned studio experimenting in this way cuz up prior to this there's lots of little indie titles and things obviously but those were going to be made no matter what um and go to Steam and there were one or two guys and you know stuff like that but I think it's more about we know indies can, can succeed in lots of ways and we know that AAA titles can succeed in lots of ways but how does all that middleware go from here forward how how can how can somebody at a AAA studio push something a little smaller once in a while or somebody in a smaller studio pushed something a little bigger and more ambitious once in a while. Like I feel like that's where the that's where these guys get some tools that they wouldn't have had I otherwise. Like,
1: I think maybe it was like Ubisoft that had a I don't know if they do it. There's an era, maybe it wasn't Ubisoft where one of the developers was making like child of light, like there were some side projects. Like oh, they don't all right, get right. They don't all get noticed quite as much as this game is being noticed. Because I think I think this stands out High tier or high tier, high effort yeah. text adventure games like Disco Elysium. you don't get. Like back in the Space Quest day, it'd be like, when's Space Quest 4 coming out? I can't wait. <laughs> you know, like you, the Sierra the Sierra era, You that was a genre of game that you could look forward to because they were making them. You have them still, but they're indie titles or they're not that great. You don't have a developer like Obsidian making one. Right, you know? right. Yeah, and that's three. It's if they are their mass effect, you know. And it's like actually what Disco Elysium showed me and I think this game when I try it will show me as well is that like you know just a good little story adventure game can is still viable. You know, yeah. we don't need not everything has to be uh triple A top end graphics like feel like you're there kind of thing sure. it to be good. You could probably I to, you could, I, yeah,
3: go ahead. Like I think to the whole point is uh, you know, and it kind of Vampire Survivors is sort of like a good example of this, where we talk about the value of a game, and I and I point out, I'm like I put more hours in Vampire Survivors than other games that I've spent sixty dollars on, and yet you tell me Vampire Survivors is thirty or forty dollars, and I go, I don't know if I want to spend that money on this. It's sort of the same boat. I I think IGN gave this game a perfect 10. I think, Mm -hmm. I think they gave it a perfect score. They did.
0: They got to come on here
3: and rave about it. Right. But if this game is $40, I there's no universe where I spend $40 for this game, no matter how many 10 out of 10 reviews and Scott recommendations, and even kind of knowing it's up my alley, I, I probably wouldn't do it because when you have that money to spend, there's just so many games out right now You you look at them all lined up and you go, all right, well, I got to make some cuts, boys. And this (laughs) game's going to get cut almost every single time, Um, which is, you know, as much my problem as it is like a general perception problem of games and value. But um, yeah, this is the perfect Game Pass game. It's the game where I can go, oh, this game's getting great reviews. I can go check it out. And yeah. I, I, it's just something that I can go find out for myself, and I don't have to have this investment to get in. Um, I probably would never have played this game if it weren't for Game Pass. So yeah. I, I think that is, I think that's a testament to why that has value for these sorts of games. Isn't that and funny
0: though? Because you say funny, it hadn't really. been for Game Pass, you probably wouldn't have played it, and they say if it hadn't been for Game Pass, we wouldn't have made it. Like, yep, it's kind of the same. <laughs> it's the same thing on both ends of the straw. Um, and, it, and everybody benefits, I th- I think. And I think Microsoft benefits cause this is a showy, s- this is a small game with a lot of show right now. People really like it. It's reviewing extremely well. And I think they, I mean, they've got a little minor hit on their hands that wouldn't exist without a service like this. So I don't know. I just really respect it. And it feels like obsidian's having a bit of a moment. Like they just put out grounded, hit 1.0 on that. People love grounded, it's a survival game set in a backyard where you're all shrunk down pretty cool, but very different than anything else they've ever done. And then on the other hand, they've got this whole catalog of other games and RPGs and things that are top notch, amazing stuff Outer worlds two is coming that, that first person Skyrim looking game looked really rad when they first showed it. I haven't heard anything since, but they just seem to have, they seem to be having a moment of like, all right, well money's not an issue anymore. Let's just make a bunch of cool shit that we want to make. And I think Mike and Phil or Mike, you know Microsoft's just like, okay, go for it. You guys are Obsidian. <clears throat> You're one of the best studios we bought. Go for it. And I love that. Anyway, that game's great. Can't uh can't recommend it enough if you have Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass, it's on Steam and other places and stuff, and you can pay for it if you want to. But like John says, I think this is the perfect Game Pass game. And uh in some ways justifies the reason that it exists. Um. All right, Marvel Snap, did that continue for... Bo, did you play Marvel Snap while you were covid Or how'd that go? No,
1: my brain couldn't handle it during the COVID. I couldn't handle any games during COVID. I was like, I had like a five-day dry spell. It was good that we didn't do a show last week. <laughs>
0: yeah. <Jones>. Uh, <laughs> by the
1: way, Chris Metzen episode was very good. I uh, know. Oh, it was I was so like, lucky to get it out.
0: I got it out right before I started h- having symptoms that day. Yeah, I know. I really enjoyed <laughs> it that. It was so close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Anyway, it was a good conversation over
1: too quick. Yeah. You got to nail them down for three hours, not one hour. Tell them that's how podcasts, (laughs) what our audiences demand, including Bo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, the, um. Uh, no, I couldn't play it during COVID. Like I had five, like even pick up the phone playing a game and I'm just like stupid devil dinosaur. Like I just think like, <laughs> so frustrated <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it,
2: yeah.
1: but you know, it's the toilet, it's a perfect toilet game. Like I'm not really trying to grind to level 100 now. I'm sort of hovering in the sixties. I started at 70. I'm just playing whatever kind of deck I feel like I'm at a point cause I'm in pool three. I don't have the whole collection. It feels like people pull all kinds of random shit out now, so I'm, you know, yeah,
3: I'm As grappling. Somebody that just got bit. to fifty, I'm in the same boat. Like I keep dropping from. I made it to plat, so I did better this this. You know, it seems weird to say season because it's three weeks, but yeah, done better yeah. this season than last season. I made it to platinum, but um, I am <laughs> I'm in the same boat, bro. Like I. There's so many matches, I am 100% confident I'm going to win. I'm like, I got this. This is easy. And then they pull out, like, Magneto's been a real thorn in my side, where it's like, and I got it. And then Magneto comes out and moves all my cards, and I'm like, now how the hell was I supposed to know Magneto was going to get played? In what world should I have anticipated Magneto or, you know, uh, a real strong, um, you know, boosting... um, deck comes out and i think i'm winning every lane and then all of a sudden i'm losing every lane um it's it's been really weird
1: the variability um including with the locations and now with the deeper card pool Uh, pool two was a lot more predictable and then the changes during the events were a lot more predictable now it's like okay i see a couple destroy decks let me build something that's like gonna kind of deal with that then all of a sudden you're playing something else and it's like that feels pointless yeah and then so then you just i'm like let me just do my own deck and then it kind of you know that's where i'm at where i'm just i win i lose i win i lose i don't play enough to just i don't need to prove every month that i can make 100 like that's for the people who want to play snap for you know, professionally, every day, all hours of the day, I'm like there's a billion games. Yeah. Toilet, it is.
2: Yep. <laughs> so it's it is time. still
1: toilet, and it is still like downtime between deciding what to
0: watch next uh, on TV. I was watching Ibit do a really cool. He called it his onesie deck, but basically, um, because the vibranium area was the part was the thing this week or something.
3: Yeah, it, um, what the vibranium called? mine.
0: Mine, yeah. You do a onesie deck with nothing but ones in there. So like Quicksilver and I think Hawkeye and I can't remember who else, all the ones, a bunch of ones. There's more ones you can have in a deck. But anyway, you fill this thing with your favorite onesies and the vibranium mind thing makes it so you can never die. They can never go below one or one life, I oh, guess. So
1: no, vi- vi- vibranium, vibranium, the event that it was their ones. Yeah. They Cost one and they are indestructible. Right. Because you don't want to build a deck full of just ones without that event going on, or just at all, because you get Killmongered. Yeah. Kill, like, killmonger is what, played all the time, and it kills all the cards. One drops on both sides of the, the board. So yeah. I think you're talking about the Vibranium. That was the nice thing about it, is they're indestructible.
0: Yeah, that's, that's all so it they was for. It.
1: they can't get Killmongered. And um,
0: yeah, that event was
1: fun, actually.
0: Yeah, he was raving about that. Just because it yeah. was only temporary because the event ended. A bit.
1: Well, that's the nice thing is the events are not all great, but when they're fun, they're really fun because then you feel like a smarty when you build an intelligent deck and then you're winning a lot. So yeah. I had some pretty, I had a pretty, I just didn't play a lot, but I was having a pretty good run during the Vibranium Mines. Nice. So that was fun. Yeah.
0: Pretty cool. Uh, a, so there you go. More snap in everybody's life. I'm pe- playing very casually, very toilet time. I don't even know where I am.
3: that's fine that's what it's for i'm finally getting to the point where i'm unlocking titles and other pictures Mm -hmm. uh other avatars Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice because i gotta say like i i feel like they should give people more avatars in that game because through pool one and pool two it is it gets really old seeing the same like three avatars for everybody that you play against it's like oh it's gonna be one of these three once you get to pool three you actually start seeing some some variety to it which is nice you start to see stuff that not everybody has yeah um and i got i got some titles i think i think i finally so the first title i got was top chef then mom says i need to play less or something like that was one of them and i think the one i'm going to settle on for a while is needs to drink more water which is universally true
0: this is true yeah
3: yeah the titles in the game are pretty good in general i've I don't have the best ones, but some of them are pretty good. Uh, I think the "Something of a Scientist" is perhaps my favorite title that I've seen because every time you see it, it just makes the Willem Dafoe quote pop into your head. <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah. Um. But uh, it, it's fun. It's a fun game. I, you know, I sometimes get frustrated with it. I am prone to get a little ragey at the rng from time to time uh which makes the title always unlucky feel very earned at times uh because you'll you'll look at it you'll get a location that discards a card for a player just at random right and it's like okay well what card did it pick for them it picked wolverine which actually did him a favor because it then put it on the field for free and then what did it get rid of for me Uh, i got rid of uh you know the linchpin of my deck <laughs> that i need to make whatever i'm trying to make happen happen Yeah. so uh i'm bad with rng it just hates me but i am having fun with that game i am sad i got armin zola as a card mm. uh and for a while i was running that with black panther which was very meta for a while. And now I'm playing against people that know. And as soon as they see it, they just quit out of the game. Oh. And that's sad because I can't win with it anymore. Like I'll win, but I win one, you know, right. I win one cube instead of before when I was doing it, I was winning eight cubes at a time and I was climbing incredibly fast. Now everybody knows what to look for. They know what you're doing. And you basically, if you run that deck, you'll win, but you'll only get a cube for it. Yeah. Or there are people who know how to counter it and, Plus that game, really the game
0: sad. doesn't celebrate you leaving, but it does, it's part of the game is to fold. Yeah. It's not like a hearthstone where everything feels like a defeat. It's it's like, oh, that guy's pulling that. See ya, I'm going to do another, you know, like it's not a detriment, yeah. such a detriment.
1: Sometimes it's like, oh, shit's
0: over. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Escaped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kinda, I really like that about it. Do you guys think, the only question I had about this game that I keep forgetting to ask on the show, do you think this game has, P- pro like esports potential like you know yeah
3: no, i think it's no. I, Is it too rng it's fun for that? to watch i like i love watching people play the game um as much as it bugged me when he did it i do think the game needs a good desktop mode where you can fan the cards down at the bottom yeah um <laughs> i i think that's a real important quality uh but i agree with that <laughs> but i i like watching it i like watching the game but competitive, like it's just too it's too random. I mean, you just get in sometimes and it's just like I, I've had matches where me and the opponent but were both just like, ugh. And I did the thing where it's like, okay, I'll quit if I'll quit, but I'm gonna wait to see if my opponent also quits, and yeah. we can both just call it a draw. Yeah. And that hundred percent happened. We were so oh, disgusted wow. with the three maps that we got. Because it was like, Luke's bar, you can't play cards, uh, or they get sent back. It was the the Sanctum, where you can't play cards at all. And then it was one where it's like, every card here gets negative three power. And both me and my, my opponent were just disgusted by it. We're like... You know, I don't want to do this, so we just immediately picked on turn three. We're we're done. We're not going to play this. We didn't lose any. Cubes. But
0: in the way that like poker, they have professional poker. People watch it. They see streams of it. That's all kind of heavily RNG based. Do you think they? So, well, I
1: think if they're going to make it an eSport, then they have to make the snap mechanic mean something. Mm. Like traditionally with tcgs it's like a best of five kind of thing right these kinds of matches or best of two or it's a tournament or there's a stage where it's draft like in magic it'll they'll do a period of um constructed and then they'll do draft and then they'll do top eight constructed again um depending on like the format yes the snap and the points are an important part of it i just don't see what would they do, like a generic field, like everyone playing whoever has the most snap points <laughs> so, by the end of an hour?
0: That's a great question. Uh,
1: I don't yeah. know. It makes it a top eight. The thing is, watching it, every, I feel like everyone's going to play the same deck, and then they're going to like fold all the time. Like it, it just doesn't seem compelling at all to me, where I'm like... Oh, does he have devil dinosaur? Mm, he has to decide to fold if he thinks he has devil dinosaur, but if he doesn't, then he can win. And I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. Like mm. because it's not for money. The thing about poker is it's like when people are like have a lot on the line, that's when it gets interesting because they're talking to each other like the the live games, the live televised games, they're like, you know
0: Yeah, they're high trying stakes. To
1: lie and manipulate, and that's when it gets interesting. <clears throat> I just, just, I don't see this game being very, I would rather watch Hearthstone in a heartbeat.
3: Why you uh, replace cosmic cubes with cash cubes. Oh. And they're full of cash.
1: John. Now, if it's real money. I bet your
3: cash cubes. Video
1: game companies are notoriously like, well, gambling in general is notoriously regulated, so we can't just do whatever we want, but like, you know. I would. I've wanted. Ca- I've wanted like games like Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone to have innate cash prizes in tournament. They would. These companies have head for the hills on subjects oh, like yeah, that. You that know that what time. I mean? But like, yeah. I would happily have a weekly one thousand dollar you know buy in for five bucks tournament and potentially win first place in a Hearthstone tournament. But they'll never do that because. The world is lame. Everyone's lame. It's your whole oh. slippery slope. that's the whole slippery slope <laughs> I think it's thing. fun.
0: I agree. Yeah. I would put five bucks into. Oh my gosh, I'd play. I'd play Overwatch tournaments for five bucks.
1: Like like, there's this balance, right? It's not that I want to be a big gambler or anything, but it is. I have gone to local tournaments to play cribbage, where people throw in twenty bucks and the top prize is five hundred. It's just a bit of fun with a bit of money. Like people go out of control. Somebody always ruins it. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, the local weekend people getting together, anting up 20 bucks and just having a spot of fun to play a charity golf tournament or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I just wish there was room for that in stuff like Hearthstone and even in Snap. That would make the snapping mechanic interesting if you were like, you know, everyone puts in a dollar, that's their one point, and they point. Or they put in $8 and they got to bet whatever they have. I don't know, something like that.
0: I used to love watching Norm Macdonald play poker. Remember, he'd get in those tournaments and stuff, celebrity tournaments. He used to love that. I mean, he had a real gambling uh, I problem. I
1: never watched him play poker.
0: He had a serious yeah. gambling problem, and it was like well-known, and it about wrecked him a few times in his life. But when he would go do these tournaments, charity ones in particular, I'd watch some of those. Fascinating fun watch to watch Norm.
1: Yeah, I bet you he would be fun to watch because yeah. it's a talker. Like, well, there's different types of players, but it's a talk the talkers are interesting, right? Daniel yeah. is always speaking and he can guess everyone's cards. Yeah. But also, I don't know, you know who Phil hellmuth is? Mm. He's called the Poker Brat. He whines and complains whenever he gets beat. And to see a grown man whine and complain, you're like, I don't want to watch that, but for some reason <laughs> it is so entertaining when he's like
2: <laughs> I'm going he has that
1: okay maybe blah 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 he's like oh you're betting eh? i'm probably gonna lose like he's just constantly super negative but he's actually done well for himself in his career in, in that space i guess but yeah. he's entertaining you know like yeah. his, the talk is like, fun
0: it's fun to hear them go like norm would go hey yeah. you think he's got a he got an ace over there yeah hey. like he's just doing his norm thing it was great right. But then yeah. he was a, he was yeah. horribly addicted so I don't want to make light of
1: it. Well, it is gambling and you know the, the problems associated thereof, but uh it makes for good TV honestly if you have a bunch of good talkers
0: at a poker table for yeah. some real stakes. It's kind of fun. I got two kings. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> it's a terrible impression of Norm. Uh, all right, uh let's move on to the stuff we played individually. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to talk about a thing that I'm so excited about. <laughs> Uh, I figured out not, didn't take too much to figure it out. It was actually pretty simple, but I figured out how to play Elder Scrolls online on a Steam deck and it runs flawlessly on this device. It is so good on there. But when you go to Steam and you go to download it, it says, um, and I got a bunch of characters and an account and everything. And it says on there, this is not going to work on your Steam deck. Like it full on tells you that it says we've tested it. We can't do it. And then I did some looking around. People were like, nah, "That's not true. There's just a couple of just like one little hoop you got to go through." And the God, you g-
1: Bethesda lawyers.
2: <laughs> I <was> <laughs> like- <laughs>
0: well, I don't. I think they're happy to have it on there. I don't think that's a problem for them. But it's it's really this simple. It's just that Proton, the all the Linux stuff on the Steam Deck, doesn't know what to do with their launcher because the way it works through Steam, if you have the game through steam oh, it's, is it uh yeah. there's a separate launcher and to deal with that separate launcher you have to put a little line of not code but a little proton um for whatever you call that it's like a string uh you have to just put that into the launch properties it's no big deal it took me five seconds to type it um and then it did it and i was like whoa this is working and then i was like holy shit it not only works it works really well and i played a shit ton of of the new expansion, which is also on sale right now in the autumn sale. The their new expansion high aisle went up for, or I think it went as low as like thirteen bucks or something, or sixteen um, for the sale. So that'll probably be over tomorrow. But anyway, I think there's
1: somebody mad there that they can work around this, you know, because games like to have their walled guard, you know. Things operate a certain way, and you're bypassing an important...
0: I don't think so, because in this case, you're not really bypassing anything. You're just getting over a technical hurdle that's not there to stop you. You're just playing it on a a computer. I mean, you're still in their store. You're still...
1: We're not talking Nintendo, right? If this was Nintendo, it would be a problem.
0: Yeah, that'd be an issue. But this is Steam. uh, I mean, this is literally a game that runs on Steam on your PC, so in theory, all those should run here. theory, Handheld as a pc there you I go mean, it's got a processor, and a graphics card, yeah, right. exactly yeah, you know, and it runs yeah. fine it's just previous to that little string of code i you could only run the launcher and then it would it would fart out, but that was a technical imitation of Linux versus windows, and this solved it, and now it runs beautifully, the controller support's great, always has been for that game anyway, and um <laughs> I just was, I was a little blown away, and I got to run it and like max everything and. And I'm in my bed playing an MMO, and...
1: I mean, it's fun to be playing a current-gen MMO on a handheld. Yeah. That in the era where the Game Loft knockoffs were the only thing you could play on a portable device, now it's... Steam Deck really is something, man.
0: It's cool. It won the uh, Joystick Awards yesterday that were announced, or this week, or whatever it was. They announced... uh, They always do a Best Hardware of the Year, and they gave it to the Steam Deck this year. So that's pretty cool. Um, Clearly,
3: like... I would bet on the the smaller screen too uh, of a handheld that the um, shitty dragons look a little better.
0: <laughs> I wondered if Dragon Beef was going to hold on. We need, uh, we got to play our thing. It's been a, too long. Hold on. Do I even have that? Holy shit! Can you play? Oh Jesus! No, you, that's not it. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> you
1: lose though, don't you, John? Can you to play Pokemon Final Fantasy. Gold. Fortnite. That's
0: not
3: it. Final Fantasy XIV works on the Steam Deck. Yeah, it does. Yeah,
1: I'd assume so because everything, every article I nowadays I read about Gabe Newell is that uh, he plays with his son.
3: Yeah, and so he's like
1: he's, Gabe is like the biggest Final Fantasy XIV head. So it, yeah, is
0: this a dragon beef? There it is, dragon beef. Um, dragon the uh, yeah, like if it if it runs on Steam, it should run on Steam Deck unless there's some little cody thing that the dev hasn't done themselves. And in this case, it was, and it's not even a hack. It's just literally a string that says, hey, tell Proton there really is a hard drive here so that it can get past this weird launcher moment. And then now you can just okay. play the game. Okay. So it's really easy. Um, and I think it's just as simple for running Final Fantasy XIV on there.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's great. That, that just, The news just keeps getting better and better. It's everything, you can use it as an emulator. Yeah. <laughs> you can use it. <laughs> You can use it to play your MMOs. You can literally play everything. I got to admit, it's kind of starting to tempt me a little bit yeah. because all I got on my phone is Snap and Wild Rift. <laughs> and I'm like, have you been playing? Some, have you of, played these, much? some of these games, I'm just not, that I, ha- I have so many games in my library. Some of these games, I'm just not going to play
0: yeah.
1: sitting at my desk. I'm like, if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm here to work. I need to play something like Dark Tide that requires effort and skill to get better yeah the couch i don't know but then i don't spend that much time playing my xbox anyway so i don't know
0: i think that's why soul survivors likes uh, or sorry uh, uh, uh vampire survivors likes like soul survivors and others i think the reason that those are hitting me so much is because i am playing them there on a couch chilled out mm-hmm. I, I don't have to be all set up in front of my pc hunched over with my mouse and keyboard or whatever yeah so i, I really see that. i really liked the experience i was i was shocked how well it ran. I was getting a perfect 60 frame rate. Um, one little note I would tell people, you can find a million little guides on how to do what I did. And it was very simple. Um, one thing I would say is it treats the launcher as a separate piece of running software. So when you once you've got it into the game, I would recommend you just pull up the little Steam button menu and close the launcher um, because it can interfere with frame rate performance for who knows why. So just a little tip. Close that down, and then bam, the game's fine, and I never have a hitch in it. So, anyway, the game's very good. Mm. Mm. Um, and dragons in it are really badass, really cool dragons. They're really great. They uh, put other dragons oh, in. MMO's I feel like when
3: you say they're badass, you're half right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're they're either ass or bad. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what else? Uh, here's just a few mentions. Soul Survivor still playing the hell out of that. I got a bunch of characters up to level thirty. Um, I got endless mode unlocked. I figured out how to do that. I figured out how to do the, they have a new boss mode, which is just like throwing nothing but bosses at you. Um, Unlocked a bunch of characters. I unlocked this awesome freaking um, rogue character that John would freaking love that guy. He's so cool. Um, Anyway, I think that game is really great. And my favorite thing about it is I think my favorite thing about it is that it's a really fun to play and super addicting um, but the developers are super, super like out there t- talking to people all the time, putting out updates almost every day. Like they seem super serious about this game and I'm all in on that game. I think soul survivors is, or Soulstone survivors is amazing. Um, say
3: about it. well, I'll talk about it in a minute when we, yeah,
0: I want to hear you John, and I
3: are going to have strong disagreements on Soulstone survivors
0: we, we are, we'll get there though. But um, I think
3: it's going to be good and I think it's going to be fun.
0: It'll be a healthy back and forth. Yes. Um, Mankind Divided. You remember the Deus Ex uh, latest ni- 2017 release of uh, yep. Mankind Divided? Amazing series. There's rumors of a third one being made. Very excited about that. Um, that's all in the wake of the Square Enix sell-off of all their Western studios. And that's great news because I really like that series. We, I think we're all in that boat. And um, I decided to plop down on my couch and spend some time on my Series X with Mankind Divided because somebody had told me they put a performance patch out for it. Previous to then, it was locked at 30 frames. And I just figured since it was older, it was never going to get any love, but it did. And now it runs beautifully at 120 frames on my TV. And I'm playing through that again because that game's great. I, I love that game. I really love Is it.
3: Is that the first one or the second one?
0: Second one. That's it's the confusing. Right, human revolution. I never is the first remember one. the names. They I really
3: know. should have put a one or two on. Hugh, this, I, I won't I lie, dude. But
0: tonight show. on the show, before the show started, I actually went to make sure I was talking about the right name because I do yeah, the same thing. I divide, divided. Just think, divided. Divided. divided like, I mean, I, that's how I
1: always remember. I'm like divided is two. Like we don't start. Oh, that's good. Divided. No, I like that.
0: Divided okay. is two. That's yeah. good. No, I'm, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. The it's other one, Human Revolution, also yeah. very good, but I think this is just the superior game. And that performance patch on Xbox has really made it fast. So I really like it. And,
1: uh, and, uh, uh hey, that. uh, whatever that company is, Enforcer or that bought Eidos, let's get three going. Yeah, let's just do it. Three.
0: I want these rumors to be true so bad. Oh my gosh. I don't know if they were confirmed, but I want that to be true. Um, the other thing I would just say about that game is, it's not that old. 2017 is not that long ago. The faces, except for Adam Jensen, are terrible. <laughs> well, that's a
1: hallmark of the Jensen
3: series. <laughs> <That's> t-
0: <laughs> yeah, Jensen looks
1: like a badass. Like, everyone looks like dog. Ma- poo, they look like a- dog. It's bad.
3: Even Jensen, he looks better than everybody else. But even then, he looks like you wouldn't want to hang out with him.
0: No, I do want to hang, hang out around thing. with some of those enforcement. Those enforcer officer guys are cool. But they all have helmets hiding their dumb faces. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, a little mixed bag on that front, but it's still an amazing game, and I love it. Uh, and then I played more Overwatch 2, played a bunch with my son-in-law and my nephews. And um, I, I will say that I, <laughs> I don't know what this means. So there's the PC pool and the console pool, and I've been playing a little bit on both, um, mostly on PC. But when I'm on console, I like to get in there and do a couple of matches. I do really well in the console pool. Like I rock people. And I think it's because I'm not sure why it is. I'm not sure it's not mixed. So there's no PC console crossover unless, unless it has to, um,
3: Console
0: the, gamers are stupid. It must of be. Mostly sucks. Some people are good at it, but
3: <laughs> this is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are
0: people who work me on PC who are using controllers on the PC and are better than me on a mouse and keyboard on a PC, which is capital annoying. But on the console side, I just win more matches. <laughs> I just win more. And I'm, and I have teams that seem to be working together really well. And, and, I don't know why. I can't explain it, but I like the hmm. cross play. I like that. My progress is getting synced and I'm unlocking shit in both places. And like loose characters like Lucio and Arisa and, um, you know, I don't know. Else to the one like Genji's probably a pain in the ass on a console. I would have to think unless you practice. Oh my it God. Well. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thanks at all. Right. <laughs> I don't want yeah. that. I don't want dead. I don't want, but yeah, there's some
1: characters you can like, I'm sure Zarya is pretty straightforward to play. Yeah.
0: The- yeah. She's not a problem. Controller. Um, Reinhardt's pretty good on there. Like, there's yeah, plenty of plenty of characters that play just great with a controller, and I do really well on there. So, can't explain what it. Don't know what's she, up, but it's good. What's your, what your who's your main? Um, uh, Okay, so my mains. I have mains now in each category. My main for tank is Orisa. Almost 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time, I really like her. She stays alive forever. Uh, uh, healer pool. Lucio and uh freaking mercy. Those are my two go tos these days. Uh, there's a lot to like in the entire I like the whole healer group. I like everybody, but I really like those two. And then um damage, it's me or it's junk it's between junk rat. Oh, I don't know who else in there. I love junk rat so much it's hard for me to play anybody else. But oh, I like the new Bastion's great. He's super fun. Yeah. Cool. And he feels like a metagame because he's like, on the, in this right situation, he's so formidable, you're all going to get burned down if you're in my way. But then that can change in like a single heartbeat and I am dead because somebody back there smart enough to know how to pick off Bastion because he's really, he's made a paper these days. So I, I find playing him very like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just skirting the edge. I'm living on the edge. Like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. <laughs> He's really good. Uh, all right, so that's what I played. Oh, and then uh, one last note: I just wanted people to be aware of this, so they can take advantage of it if they want to. Witcher Three Complete Edition, which has all the DLC, uh, is currently ten bucks. Is all nine ninety nine on Series X and S, and everywhere actually, I think is about that cheap. And uh, anyway, there in particular, PlayStation Five also uh, get it that cheap right now because it's usually fifty but also they're putting out a brand new patch. I think it's already out, uh, a next-gen patch, not just an up-res patch, not just a faster frame rate, but like higher-res textures, better frame rates, HDR tweaks, a bunch of stuff to make it like a modern running game. And the side-by-sides are insane how much better it looks. So I'm just saying right now is the time to do it if you don't own it there. 10 bucks is nothing for that game. And the next-gen patch is free. Uh, if you buy it even before the patch and it's just seems like a no brainer. So I would highly recommend doing that. I haven't actually fired it up, but I went and bought it for 10 bucks because why not? All right, John, let's get to the survivor like battle Royale. Uh, I've played all these that you've got on this list.
3: Yeah. So I, I did a U and Mm -hmm. I decided to do a little experiment and play a bunch of, I guess we can call them survivors like games like vampire survivors. You've talked about a lot of these already, I decided to try a bunch of them because um, it was a low barrier to entry financially to try these games. Yep,
2: that's true. Um,
3: and so I'm going to name the four that I played, and then I'll go in reverse order of how I feel about them, right. which is not the order listed here. So you'll be in suspense. OK, um, so I, I got a 100 percent done all the achievements, beat the game on Vampire Survivors in its 1.0 release state. So I have I had already played a lot of that, but I did go through and finish up unlocking everything that I hadn't unlocked and kind of doing everything in that game. Close the book on Vampire. And they've Squad.
0: got more coming down the road, but but you beat what they've got. That's the game. Yeah,
3: but yeah. what's out there for what they consider the release, it's no longer an early access version of the game. I, I completed it. Uh, I played Soulstone Survivors. I played Brotato. Yeah. I played 20 Minutes Until Dawn yeah um or twenty minutes till dawn, I don't remember what it's called. If this it's is the, the full onto, until the one yeah yeah
0: this the one the, yeah. the one that turned <laughs> bow off visually
3: twenty minutes till dawn, it's not until dawn, till dawn. um got it, so those are the four I played, so going in reverse order of how much I like uh from least favorite to favorite, my least favorite of the four is soulstone Sir
0: that's insane to me. <laughs> insane <laughs> to me i can't even believe that there's so much more depth to that game i, I uh, i'm blown away i by think
3: that. that's i think that's maybe the problem mm. so uh, i'll tell you the reason i don't like soulstone survivors is it is too active and involved to scratch the survivors like itch that i want because when i play these games i'm not looking to play a video game like God of War. or You need your other hand for something, something like else. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm busy. I got other things to do. I'm not looking to have a deep, engaging experience. And this is a little too involved to be that. And it's a little too simple to, in my opinion, be fun on its own merits outside of that. If I'm wanting to play something more involved, this isn't going to be top of my list anywhere close to it and if i'm looking for something more passive like a survivors like game then this is not what i'm looking for in that regard either now that said it is pretty slick i th- i kind of like the dash button um it's certainly one of the harder ones of these games again it's it's much more involved but i just found it to be a little too chaotic a little too about like dodging and uh which is you know again it's a very active thing you're doing in a game that's traditionally about just walking in big loops and picking up things and i also found that i didn't really care about most of the upgrades that i was getting like the upgrades popped up and it was like more often than not i just felt a big shrug about whatever i was getting i was like i don't know i don't i don't care none of these really seem particularly interesting to me and i would just sort of arbitrarily pick them And be like, all right, yeah, I I guess I feel more powerful. Um, The concept of the bosses, like, it certainly has much more interesting boss encounters than games like Vampire Survivors does. Um, But again, I think in some regards that's good and in some regards that's bad because... When you get into weird, like, okay, well, I got to dash at this point, but there, this one does a huge wind-up before it hits, so if you dash too early, you don't have your dash for when you actually need to avoid the attack. It's just a lot more thought than I want to put into one of these types of games. And while it was a very slick package, I think, like, the look of it is very good. Being in 3D, it looks very good. It just overall was... A little uninvesting to me like i just didn't care about the upgrades i didn't care about the characters i didn't care about none of it felt really really good to me wow um so, what part do
1: you think scott would agree with well i mean the part I, of, I, you were saying like i have some criticism so, with. Well, uh, yeah well, I'm, curi- I'm curious i
3: think i think we're in the same boat is I think Scott isn't looking for that passive play. So I think the thing that I don't like about the game is the thing Scott probably likes more about Uh, the game. Because this is probably on the higher end of the spectrum. There's some skills you have to actually aim. The dashing is an integral part of doing boss battles because they basically auto-align with you and they do this big wind up where you see like, okay, here comes an attack, and when it fills up they're gonna they're gonna throw it, and they will be aiming at you until the moment they go to launch it, so you have to time when you dash properly um and it's it's just more involved, and I think Scott you know tell me if I'm wrong, I think he likes that, whereas that's not what I'm into this genre
0: I think for. you nailed it, and I'm that's why I think that this actual disagreement is actually perfectly, it makes perfect sense to me because if there, if your approach to this game is purely, you know, a one button affair, the way that vampire survivors is, then this is going to seem like, wait, I don't want to aim. I don't want to worry about that stat increase. I don't want to figure out how to dash more times than the one I already have. Or, you know, like I could see that. And the same goes for somebody who goes, into this thinking, well, I'd like something a little bit involved. They're going to love this and they're going to hate vampire. Not maybe not hate it, but they're not going to like vampire survivors for that same reason. So I, I, you know, now that you've explained it, I totally get why you'd feel that way. I totally get it. And it is exactly what I like about the game is there's more to it. There's more meat on this bone and it's a deeper tree for stats and upgrades. The rune system's really cool and that's stuff you don't even get to for a long time. It took me forever to get to the runes, and I finally get in runes.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and there's a lot more end game in mind. This game has, it wants you to keep ratcheting up stuff, adding hazards, uh, doing a new run at a faster speed, do it in 15 minutes instead of 20, pull it off in 10. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this build's so strong. I'll remember all these things. Uh, then there's the RNG aspect to it, so you can't always have exactly what you want every time. Swapping out weapons is cool. If you decide you want to, like there's a lot in here that I love and all of it sounds like stuff that is the antithesis of what you're saying mm-hmm. <laughs> there. It's a little involved. Yeah. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. I totally I, um, get it, which is interesting because I just, uh, some people are going to hear us say this and think that we're somehow playing opposites today, that we're having a freaky Friday here and that John would normally be the one that wants the deeper systems. And Scott would be more, uh, give me just the arcade experience. But I think in this case, we're just,
3: we're just swapped. But we're coming to this genre for different things. Like I, if I want to play an involved game, I I'm going to play something that's not in this genre. I like this genre because I like, I like just sort of the mindless, like, all right, here we go. It's not a lot of heavy decisions. It's not a lot of stuff like, oh man, I really got to decide on a build. Like, oh, what are we, what are we going to do? Um, I like just sort of passively go in and play in and saying, oh, I'm going to experiment and see how overpowered this is going to be. Um, and this just felt like, and it may get better, like, you know, the further in you get, but the problem is, is it didn't compel me enough to get further. Yeah. And that's a like, fair,
0: I think it's a fair criticism. I mean, the game basically toward the end or I'm not in the end game, there's a lot of characters I still haven't unlocked and stuff, but I'm far enough to where this feels like these feel like greater rifts to me. That's what I feel like I'm playing Diablo greater Rifts the game yeah. in a lot of ways. And I don't know. I kind of wanted that for some, who knows why I want that, but I do. And so now I'm, yes. I'm so hooked on this. The idea of playing vampire survivor survivor seems like a waste of time to me. And it's not that I don't respect it or know that it's an amazing game. Clearly it is. It started this whole subgenre, and this doesn't exist without it. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think this is more, this is a lot closer to what I'm looking for. Than the, than the other one.
3: That's interesting. Well, and I think that's where the merit is going to come from, from listening to something like this. Because I'm sure that there are people listening and going, well, yeah, John's right. And they should listen to my list in my order. And yeah. I'm sure there's going to be people that are like, no, Scott, I'm with Scott. I want something more active. They should listen to my list in reverse <laughs> order is what well. is basically the way it's going to end up panning out.
0: Let's hear about the rest of um, these. I'm really curious about where Brotato landed, but go ahead.
3: Next two are really really hard for me to decide where to put because there are things I love about both of them and there's things I hate about both of them and they balance each other out really really well. And so I don't know where to put which one, and I think probably just because I'm less familiar with it, I'm going to put Brotato next.
0: Oh man. Okay.
3: This one's a little hard for me because, again, Brotato's, like, Brotato I actually really like. And I've probably spent more time with Brotato um, than the next one on the list. But to me, one of the most important parts of this is it's almost funny you mentioned uh, greater riffs in Diablo. Is I feel like this genre is really good at scratching that Diablo itch of, like, here's your basic rules. Here's a whip, like just to use vampire survivors as the baseline. Right. Here's a whip. It whips in front of you at this rate. That's the rule, as you understand it. Now we are going to break that rule, and it's an understanding on how we're breaking the rule and stepping outside of that rule that you gain the understanding of how cool these powers are and how much more powerful you become, and then you end up breaking the game. And so, until you're just insane. And it, it's just insanely overpowered and they're throwing a challenge at you that is also insane to match your skills, but it's just crazy how how cool your build has become. I have a harder time reaching that with Brotato. In fact, despite playing a lot of Brotato, I've yet to reach it. The closest I got was doing a build that did a lot of life steal and had a big health pool, and I could take a lot of hits without dying. No. But I think the one thing that puts Brotato a little lower on the list for me is that it feels like a more challenging game. (laughs) I've actually had a harder time completing a run in Brotato because all the upgrades for Brotato, like they're sort of set items. And all the upgrades are kind of just the same things. It's all kind of just stats. And every now and then you'll get a weird item. And so I found the upgrades a little bit on the boring side
0: did you combine weapons found- a lot and stuff like did you find because this is one thing a lot of people miss in the game is if you've got two maces let's say you're doing a heavy melee build or even a it doesn't matter ranged or whatever you've got two pistols yeah and they're level one pistols you can combine them now you got a level two and then you find another level two you combine those you got a level four and so on did you do a lot of that kind of stuff
3: yeah, it took me a couple runs to discover that. And then I did. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. This is a good way to keep weapons being exciting. Yeah. I just never really hit a point with the game where I was like, wow, you know, I feel like I've really made this uh, this little egg or potato, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, it looks like an egg, but, you know, it's uh, they say it's a potato. So we'll call it a potato. Sure. Um, I, I've really made him powerful in a satisfying way. I never hit that. But that said, I thought the like enemies, the way it plays, the sounds, especially it's got one of the most chill, like sound aesthetics. Like you're just sitting there and you're just listening to very satisfying, like It's It's
0: kind of chunky at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's really good.
3: It's very chill in that regard. And I, I loved that. Like that stuff was all really great for me. And again, it was back to this slightly more passive there's not a lot you have to do um i just never particularly found a version of building the character that felt satisfying got it um and it also does a lot of things with like hey here's the good things that this item does for you and it comes with bad things, too. And I've never been fond of, like, the you get this, but we're taking this away. Mm. Um, I find that the steady power increase is always a little bit more fun. And this game tends to be like, well, here's the pros, but it's going to come with a lot of cons, too. Yeah,
0: it'll be like um, you you beefed up 10% extra speed. But now we're asking you, do you want to have 10% damage increase at the loss of 5% speed? So now you're back to only 5% increase over over base. Like that is that is a thing. And I don't love that either. But I have found myself being a little more strategic. It's like, but again, see, there's that depth part that you're not loving. Like you want to just get in, grab your upgrades and go. Whereas I'm like, well, let me think. What, How do I want to balance this? If I have the extra speed already, I've already beefed that up like 20%. I can take a 5% hit for this damage increase. Like I kind of like that now, but I didn't love it yeah. at first. It wasn't my favorite thing in the beginning. I do like the wave system though. Like it's a wave based thing instead of just nonstop, never stop. And so you when the wave ends after so many seconds, now you're back to the store or back to the shop sequence and they now, now you do another wave. And I don't know, there's something about that structure that worked for me. yeah i
3: liked that as well i thought that was really really nice it's like i don't have to survive for the entire game i just have to survive for a little bit and then you catch a little breather and you get a little planning and i think that's all really cool i think this is maybe the most chill of any of those games like this one's easier to relax to than most of them
0: yeah that's fair point all right so so far you are exactly in reverse order of me
3: oh really okay great this is awesome
0: yeah mine goes Um, mine goes just to keep track everybody uh, Soulstone Survivors number one, Brotato number two. For John, those are the bottom two in the, in the reverse order. So yep. uh, c- keep going up. Where where are we? What's next?
3: Next is Twenty Minutes Till Dawn. Um, mm. Again, there's things I I think this does a lot better than Brotato, and there's stuff that this game does that is not as good. Um, to start with, just the the negatives. The art style <laughs> is very stylized, but when you're spending 20 minutes staring at black and white and red and that's all you're seeing i just constantly found myself zoning out to a point where i couldn't focus and i was like oh no oh no what is what is happening um i also again it kind of goes back to the active thing you have to actively shoot in this game oh yeah and it's not terrible um but I, I don't almost love, as if
1: I, colors I, make games awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew, was
1: gonna I knew he was. I knew gonna have a take. Yeah, I can wait. But
3: <laughs> it, he's not wrong. Like when you're looking at waves of them, and you've got just the the like three colors to go off of, I just get lost in it at a certain point. Like, and I I really struggled with that where I I had a hard time. I was getting hit by enemies simply because they were blending too much into the background. Yeah. Um, also the trees are a real bastard in this.
0: Yeah. The trees are dicks. You can
3: get hurt by touching the trees and yeah. the hitbox form isn't where you think. Like you would assume you could cross the tree up by the canopy. Cause in theory, this is in 3d and the canopy isn't on the ground. Um, but you'll take damage if you try that.
0: Yeah. Trees, so, trees are dicks in this game. I agree with you on that. There's also, there's that, a stat for how far you can see, which is that frustrating kind of fog of war problem that the game has. I don't love that yeah. either, but anyway,
3: I think, and this is why I had a hard time putting it above Brotato, the frustrating parts of this game I find really frustrating, (laughs) but this game does a really good job at making the weapons feel unique and interesting, and it does a phenomenal job with, oh, I just stumbled on a build that has made this game completely different and insane. Yeah. And I I played as a character that had a bunch of health as their trait, and I did a shotgun build, and because the shotgun just fires two shots and then it needs to reload, I started taking abilities that would do damage any time you reload. Well, I'm going to be reloading more often because I only fire two shots before reload, so those abilities are going to be going off more frequently. Then you up the speed with which you reload so you can reload more frequently, and before I knew it, I created a character that went from this, oh, God, I got to run constantly and avoid these things and shoot, to firing in 360-degree angles, blowing everything up around me. I felt like a badass, and it hit that power fantasy. The game was still hard. I I still was at risk of not making it to the 20 minutes. I've only ever made it the full 20 minutes once but all of a sudden i felt like my character was at a level to deal with the challenges and i think that that to me is the mark in my opinion of what makes these games good is did you hit that really cool power curve where you're like ah oh, i'm awesome and I'm, I'm doing crazy things outside the scope of where i began which was firing two bullets real slowly
0: i do like know? i also like that this game has a 10 minute mode um, and it doesn't just be shorter, it just ramps up everything faster. So you have yeah. more power quicker, more enemies quicker, 10 minutes okay. instead of 20. It's just viable. It's, just, it's as viable way to play. It's just nice to have an option where you're like, I don't have 20 minutes, but I do have 10. And so I can just whip this out. I like that about it.
3: And chat says this, and, and it was actually the next thing I was going to say, and it's very well, which is love the mix and match potential. Yes, because this game is based on both character and weapons. You can do some creative builds across like, oh, well, I'm playing this character, but with this gun and that unlocks these abilities. Like you can create more diverse builds and, and do some crazy things within that, um, and I think, for that reason, is why I would put it above brotato. There are still again some things i I don't love about it that are are kind of rough um I love the look of the art I just especially when it gets busy near the end, and you spend twenty minutes staring at green and black and red, you go, "Oh, I'm just sick of looking at this. Yeah. I just need to look away,
0: yeah, um, I think Bos. I mean, at first I thought he was being a little hard on it with the with the lack of color or whatever, because it's a stylistic choice. But I think he's probably
3: right. It's yeah, a, it's a little, I, uh,
0: it's a little sparse.
3: I don't agree with him in all games, but I I think <laughs> the genre is this already pa- low. I think in this particular <laughs> game. <laughs>
0: These are already, according to both, these are already games that they built in two hours anyway. So, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> they're already
0: low effort enough.
3: Didn't like, require any time, any thought, just required an afternoon. You can leave the, you can leave the color for their in. money, yeah. You,
0: you can leave, leave the color, color in.
3: in. I love it.
0: Can you even kill um, those trees? I can't remember if 20 minutes till dawn lets you kill those trees. I
3: think at a certain point, the trees come to life and turn into monsters. Oh, and they're dicks. I, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty I surprised. think I tried to kill one and realized like oh there're a lot of there're a lot of work fighting them. Um so that leaves one game. It's probably not going to surprise you that the game I got 100% in is the one that I think is hands down still the best of these which is Vampire Survivors. And
0: you don't think uh, that just because it's old reused freaking Castlevania art, right? That's not your reason.
3: No. Okay. I don't. Okay. Uh I do think it's one of the better looking of these. It doesn't have the interesting choice of being I think you have three off. colors <laughs> it doesn't have uh it doesn't have the shitty new grounds art design of Brotato, and it doesn't have the i just learned 3d studio max look of soulstone survivors
0: oh i think that is selling soulstone survivors way <laughs> too short but, way too short
3: uh, i would say that none of these are an artistic achievement to be necessarily celebrated um, what I will say about uh, Vampire Survivors: a lot of people have played this game a long time ago. A lot of th- a lot of stuff in this game has changed, um, and I think that this does everything that I've said is important in this in this genre, and I, it does it better than all the others. It has very passive play experience. It's not pressing a lot of buttons. It's not adding dodge mechanics. Um, which is easy to just qualify as simple, but that's kind of the point of the genre, um, and it builds in such a creative way that the build diversity in that game is just insane. How how crazy over the top it can get! Uh, I shared with you a picture, Scott. That was uh, I was like, "Hey, here's what late game <laughs> vampire survivors looks like." And it was outer space. Like the entire screen was filled up with particle effects. And that's what it is. Like that is the, that is the ramp up you go from, well, I'm throwing this little whip to the side of me to I'm literally obliterating the universe. It's showing galaxies to me and I'm firing bullets through them to destroy everything on the screen. Um, They've put some really crazy cool builds and items into that game a lot of different ways um, by putting in because at the time I first played it, it was always, well, you pick this active weapon and there's a passive weapon that ties to it. So you almost don't have to think about your build because you always pick this with this and you always pick this with this. But they've done a lot where it's like, oh, well, these two weapons with no passive items can upgrade to a super weapon together, or these two passive items with this can upgrade. Um, you can do a lot of things with, I'm going to go and do a Reaper killing build so that I can kill the the Grim Reaper that comes to kill you at the end, which is something that you can, you can look at and do. Um, they've just put more into the game to where it's not just like, Oh, I got to make it 30 minutes through this game. You can actually form your own objectives on what you want to do, whether that's trying to unlock secrets, which there are a ton of secret things hidden in this game, um, or achieve certain goals that you didn't have before. Feature wise, the game is extremely robust. It has the same thing you had mentioned earlier, Scott, where it's like, okay, you can play the game. The clock is still going to read 30 minutes when you're done, but everything's moving at two times speed. So you're going to be doing it in 15 instead of 30. So it kind of has that same principle as, uh, as the 10 minutes till dawn, um, right. or the to the 20. I do like that. Um, yeah. That stuff is really good. It's got a hyper mode. If you want to move faster, it has uh tarot cards, which dramatically change. You can now level up beyond the limits of what the game originally had. Like there's so many unlockable modes to this that I feel like the game is interesting and fun pretty much right out of the gate. And then they have put so many new things that you unlock late in the game Uh, including crazy boss fights. Uh, This game does actually have a final boss, um, which has, you know, mechanics. It's not as involved as a game where you have to dash. So you're not going to ever see that level of mechanic because you can't. Um, But there are going to be cases where it's like, well, I have to to try some very specific builds if I want to survive this because this challenge is above and beyond. Um, And I think all that together for me makes this easily the best one of these. Like, it, it scratches that itch in a way that every other game I have played in this genre, I've just gone, well, I wish it was a little bit more like Vampire Survivor. Well,
0: I, I like this comparison because you guys can, this is very easy to understand. John's order is a very specific play style and want list. My order, which is literally the reverse, is a different, just a whole, just a different take. And I think that that's actually really good for our listeners to get both of those takes, because yeah. I think that just clearly says what the differences between what I want out of this and what you want out of this weird subgenre just happen to be flipped. That's it. Yeah. So I think it's a good discussion. If you were like on the fence on any of these, this will probably help you f- make a decision. And by the way, if you're like Bro should let you ch- uh, aim because it would be cool if, with a with a range build, and you, it does. There's an option. You have to go turn it on, but um, if you don't want it, you don't have to have it in brotato. He'll just run around and sh- shoot shit without you.
3: Oh, one other thing: twenty minutes till dawn does not have great controller support, and I think that sucks.
0: Oh yeah, there's a couple of weird glitchy things with that. Yeah,
3: I don't love that either. It's mostly they need just need to figure that out. Yeah, I didn't want to like dock them too hard on that one thing, but like again, these are supposed to be like fairly casual experiences, and. Not having a controller mode to sit back and play with a controller seems really against the idea and concept of what the thing is.
0: Yeah, we'll let them. I mean, they've got, they're all in early access except for this one, which is now out, um, except Vampire Survivors. So the rest of them, you know, we'll cut them slack on some of that because maybe they'll fix that over time. But I agree, they need to fix that. That should be a, a high priority for them. <clears throat> all right, John, besides the test you did, and we've both done this test now. This feels good. It feels like, you know what? Yeah. I feel like this is like a proper scientific uh, review that we've yeah.
3: done. And I like week. that we have literally the exact opposite results. Yeah, I like that too. It's no definitive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be what you bring to it. So. <laughs> no.
0: If there's one thing people love about scientists, it's when they completely 100% disagree with each other. So yep, yep. we've done it. Uh, tell me about Miles Morales. I assume you're paying the P- PC version or did you borrow your parents' PlayStation? What
3: happened there? No, I was. But on that note, I was supposed to steal their PlayStation because it was Thanksgiving. I was over at their house and that was the plan was to steal it. Did you forget? And I did forget. I I forgot to steal it. So uh, next time I'm over there, I will be stealing the PlayStation and I will be talking about God of War. Um, But no, Miles Morales came out on PC. So I got to I got to finally play that. Uh, It's fantastic you know, like, uh, miles plays better than turns out when you create a character well after a classic, you can give him some cool powers that are maybe cooler than some of the stuff that the main character can do. Cause those venom blast powers that miles has sure is handy. Yeah. Um, I really like it and kind of makes the combat, uh, which, you know, it uses a very Arkham style combat for a Spider-Man game. It makes sense. Um, but, uh, it it lands a little extra oomph that you can do in combat that I felt like the original Spider-Man needed, rather than just, hey, here's dodge punch combo. Dodge punch combo. Um, being able to kind of do an attack that's gonna like just knock even a big shielded enemy on its ass. Like that feels great. And so I I think Miles Morales actually has far better combat than the original spider-man and then it's just hitting the same bar on everything else the traversal the web slinging all of that uh still just feels great it looks awesome um i i don't know what else to say about it because i feel like if you play the original spider-man you 100 percent know what this game is and it's it's great it's more of that um story is very good miles is very is a very cool character very endearing and uh i think it's done nothing but add to the formula
0: people say it's shorter um is it does it feel shorter to you or are you probably not i mean i'm
3: beating it but yeah there's definitely a ramp up where you're like oh wow i seem to be leveling up very quickly uh which in its own way is kind of nice too and that might just be where i'm at with games right now where i'm like oh this is moving at a brisk pace it doesn't feel drawn out to to just you know well, it's a AAA game. It needs to be this long. Um, it's moving at a better clip, it feels
0: nice. I want this game. I have this game on PlayStation. I just haven't played it. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> list the
1: games you don't get to because you're busy playing Soulstone Survivors.
0: That's right. The games with yep. no color and whatever. But uh, no, this looks great. I, and I uh, these Sony games are also good on the Steam Deck. It makes me want to play this in bed. We'll have to see.
3: Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. It's approved for Steam Deck. So yeah, so it will will work and it will work well.
0: All the Sony games.
3: So that's they crazy.
1: Ball- the Sony games are all on Steam Deck. So it's like Steam Deck is the
0: handheld they didn't make. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's still just <laughs> Steam. Yeah, and you're just complaining them about them. Microsoft. Steam. Well, I mean, it's still just Steam. I mean, they're on Steam, so they're on Steam. I mean, that's no,
1: I know, but you know what I mean. You know,
0: I mean. yeah, no, I get it. It's like a weird workaround. Um,
1: they're they're the hard Sony's the hardware guys out of any of those companies. When I think that's of true. hardware, I think of Sony TVs, and you know, that's anyway, true. Fine. That's true.
0: Um, what's cool they're, though? What is, I'm
1: saying is they're getting they're getting what is it? Showing their lunch?
0: I guess a little bit. What's
1: that expression? They're getting their lunch eaten.
0: They're eat, Someone's eating their lunch.
1: Game Duel came up to the Sony president and grabbed his burrito and went yeah. how do you like my burrito
0: <laughs> but i will the nice thing about all of the sony ones they're really well optimized and all of them work on that really well they all work extremely well on pcs like like i'm I, I have huge props to sony for not half-assing these launches they're all good even the motorcycle one which i quite like um days gone runs so good on the steam deck or or you know my pc i just think that's great i think it's cool they took the time uh not
3: a lot of people do that looking at you square enix maybe that's why they haven't bought them out yet they're like but we can't half-ass all these ports like you guys do
0: now i don't want to freak
3: anybody out
0: but you know how people have been saying you guys are lame because there's death stranding just sitting on your desktop and you haven't played it it looks like john played it oh my gosh john what'd you think
3: I played not very much of Death Stranding. Let me set expectations as we go into this. I'm not very far into it. I'm several hours into it, which means I watched like two cutscenes. Because uh, boys, there are cutscenes in this uh, in this video game. Yeah. But you actually don't mind because it turns out the gameplay is bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I don't know what I expected, but all right. Can, like how much, how
3: much oh, of your time was gameplay time? Not a lot. I haven't played the game a lot, so I don't want to say. haven't
1: unlocked anything yet. I, I, you know,
3: no, I, mean. I haven't. I've unlocked the ability to hold two bumpers so I don't fall over like a friggin' turd. Like it's here's the here's the thing. I have a feeling I can kind of see why this game is really loved by a lot of people. I'm not there yet. The cinematic moments where they're dealing with, you know, like the weird creatures. I don't remember what they call them. um, Like it it does really well with the tension and the, the cinematography of it all. Like it's all really great. It doesn't change the fact that all I've really done from a gameplay standpoint is walk, pick things up and try not to fall over. That's all I've done from from right. gameplay for my first several hours. I'm sure that will change. I'm sure eventually... I'll, I, I mean, he was on a motorcycle like at to, the beginning. I'll be on a motorcycle trying not to fall over. I'm, I'm bound to get there.
1: I would like to just say... I'm, I mean that in the most joking, friendly way. It isn't to critique what you were saying. Because I'm about to step in my own pile of shit soon, too. But, um, you know, because we have... their fans obviously of this game in our chat room and in our listenership they bought us the game in yeah. some cases. Yeah. Um, so it's just funny to hear you say that because I'm like, really? <laughs> there's no there's no hook. There's nothing here. It's it's just walking and not falling over. OK. I mean, it's I, it's, it's
3: definitely it's, like the story and this creepy kind of world. There is a button I pressed and it made I was like, what is he doing? And I realized that Norman Reedus was holding his breath and I was like, remember,
1: poo grenades? Can, p- can grenades. I
3: just hold this button and Enough. I held this button, and I just watched his ability to hold his breath meter appear and start going. And then finally, the game was like, "Hey, you can hold your breath until you black out, but you're gonna black out. So you oh, need, you need neat. to breathe." And I was like, "Yeah, I oh, think okay, I'll I think you need to, to reserve
1: you need to reserve judgment to figure out how to play. I um, figure out how to make your poo grenades.
3: Yeah, yeah poo I haven't grenades. made a poo grenade yet." Um, you know, there, there was a baby. I I think my concern for whether I like this game or not, and I'm sure people will tell me is I think I'm supposed to be more intrigued about the world than I am. Like I'm, I think I'm supposed to be getting invested in the weird mystery of it all. And I, I really don't care yet. And I, I think to me, a lot hangs on whether, I'm supposed to care. Cause if I'm supposed to, we're, we're in trouble. Cause I don't care. Uh, you know, but if I'm, if it's just like showing me stuff and I'm supposed to be like, all right, whatever. And it's going to build up to something from here. Then we might be okay. But like right now, just the, what's this invisible handprints in the dirt. Isn't that weird? Here's a baby. Isn't that weird? I'm like, I, yeah, sure. It's weird. <laughs> but I don't care. Um, like i don't it's, it's sure yeah i just don't know if it's supposed to be like lost am i supposed to be sitting there going why is there a polar bear why is there a polar bear guys there's a polar bear like am i supposed to be at that level right now or am i supposed to be like yeah that's weird freaking polar bear great huh I I don't know where I'm supposed to be on the spectrum of feelings towards this right now. I'm fairly indifferent. I think the gameplay, I think any gameplay that hinges on don't fall over is kind of dumb. I think the story has potential, but it hasn't done much more than some really tense moments. And there's some cool ideas, like there's rain and if it rains on you, you age super fast. It looks like, um, but it, it just seems, uh, in the same way that I don't like Ready Player One, because it felt like it was constantly nudging me and going, hmm, remember? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah. This game feels like it's nudging me going, isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird? And I'm just kind of going, yeah, I, I guess. But that's I'm not feeling anything about it yet. So, hmm. We'll, I, we'll see i haven't given up on it but i would be lying if i said i was having a great time with it i very quickly was like i'm gonna play something else <laughs> i
1: think this might be a slow burn one though
3: yeah i um, i have a feeling I, I, that's, I, I,
1: that's not based on much except chat rooms like i can't wait for an update and i'm like I, I have a feeling you haven't made it deep enough yet yet yeah,
0: uh, yeah it sounds like the game is asking you it's asking a lot of you the question is will it pay off Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's worth
1: it to get over those huts, you know. sometimes. Sometimes you're
0: like, I'm not liking this game that
1: much. But then you get to a certain point and you're like, oh, no, I'm glad I stuck it out. So well,
3: And we talk about that all the time with like other like TV shows, movies, games we play. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you just sure. get through this season, I love Final Fantasy 14. It's like, oh, if you just get through the first 147 hours of the game, yeah, it's a
1: real treat. The ultimate one of those because I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm
3: out. I'm level 30. I'm out. I'm, I had enough. Like, like, but it's so good. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not that I'm opposed to it. I'm just right now. Talking about the experience I've had, there have been some really cool cutscene moments, but I beyond that, there hasn't been there hasn't been a lot. I'll admit, it hasn't convinced me to change my opinion about Kojima being infatuated with famous people.
0: Well, that's true, but I mean the the clip I just randomly found was him and uh, Guillermo del Toro hanging out in some room. Him, yeah. Him imagine if
1: scott was like hideo though and all the crazy weird actors he knows that he'd put in his movie if you had like the clout and money oh, if you had the clout, you'd do scott, it you'd do like, it all these like weird actors that you love from films like you would hire them all the time and of course i would that guy too of
0: course yeah, i would but i, I would also hope i would make a game that was more than just don't fall over you know what i mean like, <laughs>
1: well, you'd hope, but you know, maybe. And again,
0: you're right about the slow burn <laughs> he used to be
1: an armchair you'd... developer. And it's, yeah, <laughs> as I like as as you know, I often criticize the uh, the survivors types games. So you never know. Well, uh, and this game, this
0: this game made me just talking about it in the last couple of weeks about people saying we should play it, and then John finally playing it. it keep I just keep getting tempted to get back into five into Metal Gear Five because I really like that I game.
3: I Love Metal Gear Solid Five so much
0: yeah i think that might be worth revisiting for me i'm kind of in the mood
3: it's one of my favorite uh, like storyline wise it's a little disappointing because clearly it's unfinished yeah but from a gameplay perspective god do i love playing metal gear solid 5 yeah, it's really, oh, it
0: was so good it's really really
3: and cool. the pc version is the best in case anybody out there Doesn't know that you can do this. It is not hard to go into the PC version files and change the song that plays when the helicopter comes to get you, and you can make that helicopter song be whatever you want. You can have it. There was a while where I had the John Cena theme (laughs) playing whenever it came to pick. (laughs) Wait, do you
1: you just overwrite the wave file that's in there? It's
3: it may be a wave file. Like it's not it, might, m- it might also be an MP3, but it's like literally, yes, you just put it in there and give it the name, and then when it's the helicopter like, comes...
1: It's not like, it's not packed in some data asset mm-mm. directory no, or something. Which is no, weird, because nobody does that anymore. Hardly it's any
0: games a- do that anymore. No one uses back.
1: I used to do that in 1999 <clears throat> when, you know, that, or what, you know, back in the day, you could do that with every game, because they didn't pack them into wads yeah. or whatever. They didn't they know, that.
0: like StarCraft 1, I put fart noises into certain things, but they had to be exactly the length of the other file. They couldn't be any different, or else. Some
1: of them did like a checksum or something yeah. to be like, "Oh, there's a problem." But not all of them did. Some of them you could put whatever the hell you wanted. I try to remember. I I did that to some game, and people were so amazed that I did it. And I'm like, I just overrode a wave file. You're a hacker, yeah. man.
0: Hacker man. Yeah, you
1: it might have been like Dune Two or something. Like it was some old. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's Dune something like that, but like. <laughs> and I was like, this is so awesome And you just say swear words and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like,
3: F yeah, you pass low. <laughs> For me, it was Counter-Strike. You could put, uh, you could change your spray paint to be basically any image you could find. Yep. And not only that, it shared it to who you were playing with. Yeah. So... It wasn't people just client side. N- naked people
2: mm-hmm. as their yeah.
3: spray, and they'd put it up there because we were all teenagers playing. You'd spray naked people up on the wall, and then some some horny teen would stop and look and be like, oh, "Boobs!" And then you'd shoot them in the back of the in the head head. while they're staring yeah. at the mural. Oh yeah, it porn was, sprays. It was great! It was the greatest time came in gaming. Right porn
0: sprays were interesting because that was a Half Life relic that came from Half Life, and it Half Life had. Code that didn't it didn't matter. You could put a giant penis in there and anybody could spray it anytime they wanted. And it wasn't client only, it was everybody. Everybody saw it.
3: Everybody saw it.
0: Yep. Which is weird because that's like data at a time when everyone's using dial up and crappy internet and they still you're sending these, like, raster spray images across the internet? It's really we weird.
1: Ru- we sort of ruined it because if we hadn't done that so early, the fidelity on graphics would have gotten better, and then that kind of shenanigans would have been way cooler in 2022. Oh, can you like, imagine? Like, imagine, you know, 4K boobs in, like, Call of Duty. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what has he done, the hacker? <laughs> but, you know,
1: unfortunately, we had to ruin it during the 8-bit, 16-bit VGA, EGA eras yeah. in gaming and
0: yeah, <laughs> we were all doing it 800 by 600 and that we thought that was awesome, but
2: yeah.
0: it's a different time now. Um, John, tell me finally about, uh, I've been uh, really curious about this one. Evil West. Should I be buying this game? It seems like it's made for me. Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed c- talk about it. Some people love it and adore it and think it's the greatest thing ever. And then some people are like, this controls weird. So where are you? That at? was
3: me. Yeah, it was me that you read. I think in. that this was you. Yeah, weird. that was you. Yep. Uh Evil West seems cool. It seems like a throwback to your. Remember when games weren't either indie or triple a i like, mean, remember when there existed a spectrum of video games in like between a tr- those two things, like a double, like
0: double be. A or tr- uh, single A or B B. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that
3: this feels like it's back in that era because it doesn't you play it and you're like this kind of looks like a AAA a game but it's kind of dumb in a way that nobody would in their right minds ever green light this game for a AAA budget game. But it's definitely not indie like it just feels like it's back in that middle ground and it's really wild. So the game I haven't played a lot of it just to be clear. I I put this in mentions because I I loaded it up and spent a little time with it um, just trying it out. I I don't think I'm even out of what would be considered the tutorial. So I don't want to lay too heavy of a burden on my review of this game. But, like, the dialogue is kind of corny as hell and kind of dumb. And it's really tongue-in-cheek, but it looks good. But I do have to also point out that it has the worst control scheme of a video game I've maybe played in a long time.
0: On keyboard, mouse, Um, uh, controller, combo? On a
3: controller. Yeah. So let me see if I can remember this. So here's the thing. It's an action game. And even though it's a Wild West game, for some reason, I'm punching everything. I don't know if you get guns later in this game. I would assume you do. I've seen guns. But so far, I'm this big Wild West man with a bandolier of bullets. But all I do is punch people. And he they've made right bumper the punch button. Not right trigger. Right bumper is your melee attack, which is what you're doing primarily. Okay. They've made pushing in the right stick your counter to certain attacks. They've made pressing A a slight dodge and double tapping A with a direction your full dodge. And... I haven't unlocked many other buttons than that, but I just want to point out that we're like three button tutorials in and they're already like, all right, you're going to need to push down on the right stick of the, of the controller. That's weird territory to be in for an important move. Hmm. Um, I'm constantly pressing the wrong buttons in this game. All right. You're in later gameplay. He is using a gun. He's definitely so I have using some a hope gun. that maybe we're going to do something other than punch people for a while. um, I have heard good things about this game and it's been good enough that I'm going to try to get into it. So, but in the, in the clip you're even showing, you see when, when people blink like that, mm-hmm. they, they try to teach you to use that point to use your, your counter attack
0: kind of doomish, which is right
3: by yeah. default pushing in on the right stick, which is maybe the least time specific button you would ever want to pick.
0: It's very doom like though. It feels like twenty sixteen and, and eternal with that blinking the like, guy blinks. Okay, now time for me to do Yeah,
3: the thing and then you that, can do a big finishing move. It's got it's got all of that um in it. I think this game could be really awesome. I will report back because I'm gonna play more. Right now, it feels like it would be a really great game pass game. Yeah. Is where I would say. Like a great game pass. This game. is
0: fifty bucks right now, right? Or something? Yes. It's a high price yeah, it's game. It's
3: full it's full price. Yeah. I don't know if I would recommend it for purchase just yet, but I want to play more of it and find out because it seems interesting. Again, it looks pretty good. It looks great. And the Western aesthetic is great. It's got a bunch of vampires and monsters in the Wild West, which is certainly a thing I'm going to be excited about. Um I just don't know. I still it's it hasn't been fun to play yet Hmm. because I'm really hung up on how hard it is to play because I've never played a game that plays like this because they've made really weird control decisions. I guess I should go in and see if I can do it better. But, you know, it's like if it's like if a game comes out nowadays and it's a first person shooter and it doesn't play like Call of Duty, you're like, why did they do this? Hmm. Um, this sort of feels more like a God of war and then it doesn't control at all like God of war. And it kind of comes across as like, but why did they do this then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a template of what we expect these games to play like, and this doesn't seem to be following it. And I haven't gotten used to what they're trying to sell me on just yet. I do appreciate
0: Um, it more when these games or when games tend to be in a, let's say they're shooters And not try to reinvent the control system, like lean into what people are already kind of have muscle memory for, and then you can tweak it on the outer edges. But for the most part, you know, RT for shooting, uh, reload with B or, or X at the worst case, like you, you have some options to keep it in the kind of call of duty halo area. And if you start going too far out of that, it annoys the shit out of me usually, usually, even yeah. though, you know, you can get used to whatever, but I just don't know why you wouldn't lean into what people already know so that your game is immediately accessible and then it start, it will succeed on the other cool things you've done and people aren't stumbling over controls. Yeah. I don't know.
3: So I'll report on more about that. I feel bad cause I feel like I, I harped on it just because it controls bad. But I mean, honestly, the amount of time I've spent with it, that's all I've had time to really do. Um, I am going to get back into it. I want to try... Before I go diving into menus and seeing if I can change the controls for the game, I want to try and see what they're presenting me. Because sometimes when a game has really obscure controls you get a few more hours in and they throw a mechanic at you and you're like, Oh, I a hundred percent get why they've done this now. Mm. Like it makes sense in the context of, I have all my abilities and I don't think I'm there yet. So I want to give it a chance to, to show me what it's got. Um, and then I'll, I'll see if there's a way to change it if I still am butting up against it. But yeah, I put a little bit of time into that. I'm going to play a lot more. I put a little bit of time into Control. I don't know why I got the urge to play Control again, but uh, I love that game and I never finished it and I kind of want to do that. So I've played that too. Nice. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I played this week I or past two weeks. I, I played a lot of games.
0: Control is a good game. Yeah, it's a very good game. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. You played a lot. Jeez Louise. Uh, yeah. Busy boy, John. Uh, Bo, uh, outside of COVID Simulator 2022 and the brand new Carpal Tunnel Syndrome Simulator 2022, we're two really great new, uh, Tourcore sure games. Shortcore sure games. Uh, you also played a bunch of Dark Tide, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is not <laughs> yes. fully out. It's like a pre order out sort of weird thing. Tell, uh, tell open me more. Beta.
1: It's, basically, it's basically out because they're not going to have everything out
0: by launch anyway. It's
1: already talking about December plans. So if you want to play the game, it's out. It's just a staggered release. Okay. Um, so yeah, the game's out. It's fun as shit. It's taken over my life. It's my favorite thing to play right now. <laughs> And it's good. Run don't walk.
0: Uh, let me ask you this: uh, I fully plan on going nuts with it. I want to go dive in. I played the I played the um, what do you call it prologue uh, for one of the characters, and I already know I'm going to love it. Uh, first of all, I was worried it was going to be too melee heavy, and it is a lot of melee, like the previous like Vermintide was, but uh-huh. Vermintide hardly had any kind of uh range anything and this game's got actually i tons. don't
1: we didn't play it enough um we didn't play Vermatide near enough so uh as you get to later builds and levels there's actually tons of ranged, and John played the elf character, which I played recently. Yeah, I actually talked Mike and Crofton into finally playing Vermintide of seven dollars. Yeah, and I played the elf lady, and I got the bow well, that's just you get ninety arrows, and you go. Yeah, I'm like, oh, good. this is a range game. Like, yeah. it just depends what class you're playing, and in this one, um, lots of shooting. Yeah, uh, you you the melee the melee is important mechanic for dealing with hordes, but I play a sharpshooter. I'm shooting all the time uh psychers using your magic all the time lots of shooting lots of magic like they're really distinct classes if you like shooting play the sharpshooter or maybe the ogren uh some of the big uh weapons later seem pretty awesome but the sharpshooter class you're shooting all the time uh if you don't like melee don't play the zealot because the zealot he likes to get hit and he likes to melee things it's just it's a very rock paper scissors kind of thing with the classes. They all fill unique roles. Can you mix it's
0: them at all? Could you them. do a whole group of the big giant guys, or is it always the you same? You can
1: do any combo. I mean, right now it's just matchmaking. Although you can team up with friends. You can do anything. You can do five, four Orgrin, four sharpshooters. Oh, that's
0: interesting. I didn't um, know. That. You
1: can do whatever you want. It's not. Uh, they're not characters. So vermintide, they were like characters. Here, you're making your own character. You pick your own background and voice pack and <clears throat> and everything. So you're basically your prison rejects your heretics and, and, disgusting people. And you threw up cut scenes in the game. They're like, okay, you, you earn your freedom by saving the life of your warden. And they're like, well, you get to be free, but you're going to live a life of serving the emperor by.
0: Yeah. You're clearing people. out the hive, the hive cities and the whatever's of the, whatever scourges right. are yes. in them. City of
1: Tertium is overrun by chaos beings. And, Well, you you keep going on missions, you earn loot. And what's kind of nice about this is it sounds like Vermintide had a campaign. This Mm -hmm. doesn't have a campaign. This is like Deep Rock Galactic. It's like, here's the map. Here's some missions you can go on. They're going to cycle every hour. And we're going to have seasons with different mission types and different things. So it sounds like they have like Remains to be seen, but it sounds like they have a content plan to keep the game fresh for longer.
0: Less linearity is, is what it sounds like. It's Less,
1: super replayable. Yeah. I've played 51 hours. There's only eight missions in the game for the longest time. I know some of the missions like the back of my hand now. I don't care. The game's mm. fun. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. So I'm looking forward to playing with some friends and uh, getting that experience as well. But, you know, people, uh, Left 4 Dead's style games have been around for a while. A lot of the people have a good sense of what they're doing. So I find randoms has been pretty fun, yeah. at least on difficulty one and two mm-hmm. difficulty three. You need some abilities. You need some coordination, um, but it, it really does. Um, the talents and feats actually really matter. So prog- it's also kind of a progression game, which is
0: fun. Uh, that's awesome. I can't wait. So, um, the game pass comes out on the 30th, uh, which really? is, I think, the official launch date for the game. Period. I don't we, think it's coming out to Xbox. You just mean PC game? No, no, no. Like Xbox it. is getting it for sure. Yeah, that was a big announcement for. Um, uh, I see comments like when they're like news, but about news Xbox. But is it on launch day? Well, no, the the the, the, diff- the thing people are mad about is there's no beta testing anywhere but PC, which I don't think is that oh, weird. It's pretty. Well, yeah, usual. buy a
1: PC, people. Come on.
0: But the Xbox, <laughs> the Series X version, and the. PC X, you know, Game Pass version are both happening the same day. So,
3: okay, well, that's good. Then. Yeah, that's great. So, that'll be so, a good. That'd be good for the player. Uh, Chad is pointing out no cross play with Steam on Game Pass. Correct. Which is a bit of an issue.
0: Cross play between uh, console and PC, yes, but that's within Game Pass. If you're playing a version that was bought on Steam or Epic or somewhere else, those are not the same. Pool.
1: Just give Fat Shark the money. Uh, it's a really a non-issue for like. It's just my opinion. Obviously, it, I've been making people mad, particularly Crofton, when he's like, "Who don't Game Pass?" And I'm like, "Just buy it, you cheap bastard!" Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> with certain games that are worth it. Like this game's worth it. I'd rather. I'd. I'd rather. So, own
3: worth it. noting, we own this game because it was bought by a viewer for us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Our listeners. so... Yeah, just, good to disclose that. <laughs> yeah, Worth mentioning. I was both good, railing good. on, give them the money, just, <laughs> well, just no, completely dis- upfront. Somebody bought it for
1: yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> good. Good to disclose that. But this was. I was going to buy it. This was a guaranteed purchase. Yeah, you were getting this. No no talking matter what. about this for years. Sure. So I. I pff- this was a no-brainer. I'm I'm very grateful someone bought it for me, but um, yeah,
0: my we my love, say
3: who, what, yeah, and I never remember his remember name? who it was. I think it's in our show notes a couple episodes. Yeah, we have to
0: dig some tabs back and see, but uh, I you know, my love of 40k video games knows no bounds, and the these guys make, you know, they don't make bullshit. They make amazing games, and as much as I loved Vermintide. The setting of just regular Warhammer, fantasy Warhammer is not my jam, but 40K is, dude. Like, this game starts with all that bullshit. Like, the Emperor King decided a thing was going on, and it's like all weird and trippy and Omni Messiah bullshit and all that. I love it so much. So to get to run around and shoot people while I'm in it. Oh, the other thing I want to say, I think the melee combat in this is very, very chunky compared to... Uh, Vermintide, I think Vermintide. Wait till you get, yeah. chainsword. Wait get the chain sword. It feels a lot sword.
3: better. It yeah, feels, it feels like a thunk when you hit something. Yeah, even though I'm
0: not getting any kind of like, I'm not getting so, actual so, feedback in a controller or in a, a mouse or anything, but it feels like I am. I feel like I'm hitting to, bone. Wait, wait
1: till you get the chain sword because you can rev it up. It feels good. And the chain axe, you don't even need to rev it up. You hit something with the chain axe. Yeah, and it the teeth <laughs> just pull into people. Oh, I'm so excited. It's awesome. Yeah. Like it goes automatic. You just hit them with a chain axe. You're like, well. Let me get it out.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited to play this. Gosh dang it. It's out now. So Why am I not playing it? What am I doing?
1: Yeah, it's basically out. Like, it's a uh, note. It's buggy. There's a long, extensive post on the Steam page. I'm yeah. sure it's elsewhere. Discussing system requirements. It has high system requirements. Probably due to poor optimization or whatever, you know there's just a lot of bitching about this
0: runs really smooth for me. Not, there's a little bit of pop in that I don't love, but it's,
1: the- it's crashes. It's random. So I've had, I have a 3060 with our RTX 3060. Yeah. If I turn ray tracing on good chance, my game will crash. Oh, weird. In the the mission. My
0: 3080 Apparently. hasn't crashed yet, um, but it's still, I don't know. I get 3080.
1: In. You're probably okay. But thir- like a lot of people have these like 2000 series, like 2080 supers are having problems. 3060s yeah. are having problems. Like, You would think they're pretty good graphics cards, but they're actually causing crashes if you try to turn DLSS on and RTX and features that work across. I can play Doom on max RTX, DLSS, all that crap and get like 200 frames a second. This game has some optimization issues. Um, So read their forum post and play the game on lower settings if you've already pre-ordered. Just know that. Buyer beware going in um i have to play on medium settings to have a stable client right now and i i don't know if it's going to be fixed by
0: launch oh man Look,
1: but it still looks good still fun and great game i don't care i'm like whatever i'm still really it doesn't enjoying even matter. the game so all right uh i'm looking forward to it you know whatever you guys want to play dark tide i'm in i'm in every day playing that game <laughs>
0: Uh, you play? Did we talk about it before you played for the king, or was that pre-show? I don't remember. Um,
1: it might have been pre-show, but I just mentioned here I played a bit of Vermintide because and Mike are playing. That yep. game remains fun, and we barely scratched the surface. I know it was repetitive, but they have added uh, the Winds of ma- Magic. We didn't really play during that. Um, so th- there's actually a lot of content in there that we haven't touched. Um, and I don't expect to touch it with Mike and Groffton because we won't play that much. But I, I want to get in there and play that more. There's really fun progression in there. And, um, yeah, For the King was just my COVID game at first because I didn't want to think too much. This I didn't want an action game, game. So I, I just love playing that game. It's great. Looking yeah. forward to Part 2. I love that and game. And I also played a few hours of God of War. Oh! And uh, and uh, <laughs> this is where people are not going
3: oh, 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 to... Oh. the controversial opinion. Oh, I can't be. wait to hear well, this. I
1: this. just want to say, like... Uh, I understand why it's it got a lot of accolades. I like the way the game started, like with the start screen and stuff. A lot of good aesthetic business, a lot of high production value. It might have been the COVID, but I was pretty meh on the whole thing.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Uh, it was. I was like, I was bored. I stopped, I went to play for the King. I was like, yeah, okay. Again, it could be a give it a chance kind of thing. I got through, I killed some big centaur guy and then i killed the stranger like the gangly guy had to kill him 15 freaking times yeah kept smashing him through rocks and i get why people like it it's like me man me smash rock me smash dig i'd be kratos shut up boy you like that and i'm like i'm like this guy's a moron like i'm not digging kratos at all or his vibe and um that's part of it but the game's production values are really good it seems like it has like okay mechanics I was like, throw axe, bring axe back. Like, I'm not a big third person action sh- game guy, and so this wasn't really, it wasn't clicking for me. But it might have been the COVID and being cranky and not enjoying it that much. So I'm, I may go back to it. you
3: wonder why Bo can't sell me on anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, so i didn't i didn't enjoy uh god of war that much but i i wouldn't take it away from anyone liking it and i understand why it has all the reception it does i think it's a very good product
0: yeah um did you ever but, play in the uh, old ones like the old Kratos games before this no it's my first god of war okay so that would that i think has a by design there's a there's a lot of reasons why the game resonates with players who played those old games because those were primarily Mm. just ultra-violent third-person action games that were very linear and were just all about being hardcore and tearing tearing Cyclopses apart and all of that. And then this comes along and it says, a bunch of time has passed. Kratos is a grisly old dude now. He's no longer the god of war that we think of, and he's also in a very different realm. He's not in Greek Greece uh, or Greek... um, mythology anymore now he's over here in the you know in the in what the vikings are into and he's got a son and what is that about and there's a maturity to it that is part of the experience i think that because of coming from those to this is just such a different approach to what a video game can be that it's almost magical that it exists uh, it's a little bit like taking just imagine some throwaway action game and then they make a make a masterpiece out of it later on that's sure. that's crazy and weird and i wonder because you didn't have that connection and maybe some of that stuff just falls flat i don't know just a guess
1: it was mostly the gameplay like i could appreciate the cinema it's like very similar to death stranding it's like i can appreciate the cinematic you know one shot that they do with it even though i'm like kratos was isn't a very interesting or likable character to me but um uh the the gameplay itself i was like oh this is person action game like whoop-de-doo. definitely like, is that you yeah. know no
0: question about not, that.
1: not my cup of tea so it's like i don't i don't think i'm gonna be able to endure the gameplay just to get to the cutscenes of it already i find not very likable character do, like, uh, do you
0: watch uh do you watch uh the um but it do you watch stargate yeah. back in the day is that a thing for you Show? i've
1: seen the movie but i'm not a big uh, i don't think i watched
0: never TV saw the show. series okay the, the, guy, a few episodes. the guy who yeah. plays uh, kratos is from that and so i have fondness for that i think there's i think if i'm to admit why i like god of war so much in its current inc- incarnation is because i have these other tendrils to it if i came to it like fresh and also didn't have the love or didn't have much love for third person action like you're describing i probably might like it less
3: I think it's probably mostly if he just doesn't like the genre, because I think God of War, like, I think it plays great. I think the the gameplay is really solid. It's a really really good game. game. Yeah. So I think throwing the axe and calling it back is one of the most satisfying things I've done in a video game in a long time. So I think it's probably more of a genre issue.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hucking that axe the first time and having it whistle really making that, <laughs> really? Making that whistle <laughs> sound that? when it came back
1: <laughs> okay. oh it's awesome I don't, I don't want to start an argument but i was just like I, was, I just yeah it was it was meaty and cool me. and it was awesome it wasn't good for me but i'm mm-hmm. glad it was good for you
0: well fair enough it's all right not everybody can like everything you know mm-hmm. speaking of which we're gonna take a break where we can go like peeing or whatever we're gonna do and uh, when we come back <laughs> we have more like planned <laughs> we have uh what do we have we got dear martha coming up we got a mash-up this week that's supposed to be insane. Uh, these are our mashups leading up to the end of the year, by the way. So this is the first of a series of these that kind of sum up the year in uh, big chunks. Thanks to, uh, Jamie. So we'll be listening to that soon. Uh, we got more stuff, some emails, some other things. So stick around. We'll be back momentarily. Hey, everybody needs some help. Okay. Therapy is great. I can promise you that. All right. I do know that that part is true. And uh, this entire episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. And for 10% off your first month, you can go to betterhelp.com slash coregaming. Start living that better life. Now, here's the thing. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode. All right. You're facing a lot of challenges in life, so that can be tricky. But when you learn how to find your own solutions there's no better feeling in this world and a therapist can help you become a better problem solver making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter no matter how big or small you think your goals are uh therapy awesome i don't i can't think of anyone in my life who has gone to through therapy of some sort or another who didn't come out better on the other side and that is what these guys want to do for you BetterHelp therapy online is there so everyone deserves to feel their very best and they make that easy to get started. All you got to do is check out the world's largest therapy service. They've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available hundred percent online and all the benefits of in-person therapy. Plus it's more convenient, more accessible and more affordable. You just fill out this really easy brief questionnaire to match you uh, with a therapist. It's super, super easy. And, um, you know, if things aren't clicking with that particular therapist, you can easily switch to a new one any time. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save ten percent on your first month by going to BetterHelp.com/coregaming. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. BetterHelp.com/coregaming. Do it today. All right. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the the show. Uh, We took a little bit of a break, but now it's time for us to dive into a Dear Martha. Yeah, that's right. John puts together this rad review of an old video game magazine from a long time ago, and um, we talk about it. Right here. So, John, um, anything special here? I know there's a thing you got a lot of visuals this time, but.
3: A lot of visuals this time. Uh, I think you'll be able to keep up with where they are. This is going to be fast shifts between the images all near the end, but uh, I, think you'll right. be, I think you'll be ready. All right. I feel uh, ready. That's it. Here we go. My dearest Martha, today's Retro Game Magazine review is Electronic Gaming Monthly, issue 28 from November 1991. And I chose this issue because the cover is very strange a very strangely cropped Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles piece of art that I used to have as a poster, and would later go on to become the box art for the original Ninja Turtles NES game. The actual full image is awesome, and calls back to a time before the cartoon when all the turtles wore red, and could only really be identified by their weapons. Anyway, that's what drew my eye, but it has very little to do with the actual issue. Sure, they do talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 video game, uh, the game that would later be known as TMNT 3, The Manhattan Project, not the stupid third movie where they get pulled back into time, back to feudal Japan because of a magical lamp. (laughs) Honestly, this issue was huge. It was 272 pages long. A lot longer than I had time to read this week. What? I'm a busy time traveler. You think I got whisked back to 1991 and I just sit around reading magazines all day? Well, I don't, so I didn't read the entire thing. But I do feel compelled to mention that 31 pages of this magazine is devoted to the Atari Lynx. Let me let that settle in for you. 31 pages (laughs) entirely about the Atari Lynx.
0: The hot new console, John. The hot new one.
3: It's a glorified ad posing as an article, but it's also the most anyone has ever talked about the Lynx prior to the magazine being published. And it is also the most anyone has said on the matter ever since. My Atari Lynx came with a free copy of Batman Returns, which had to come via mail order after the purchase of the system. I think the game finally showed up a year later, when I was already all the way done with being an Atari Lynx owner. Also, the game was bad. (laughs) Speaking of ads, this was a weird time for magazine ads. I can't tell you, because I refuse to count... How many ads in this magazine are just white backgrounds, black text with punchy write-ups about a thing, and three to four screenshots? Doesn't matter which publisher, console, or anything, there are so many of these. Here's one for a game called Atomic Punk. Art, three screenshots, and text that reveals Bomberman had a son, and this is him. Maybe it's a Nintendo thing. Maybe it's a Hudson Soft thing. Nope, here's another one for a Sega Game Gear game called Devilish. Art, three screenshots, text talking about UFOs in this occult game. Can I do another one? Sure can. Here's Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle 2. Art, two screenshots, text revealing he used to date someone named Honey Bunny. Or, here's a Super Nintendo game called Drachen. Art, Two screenshots, text promising 3D on the SNES, so I'm sure it's great. However, one of my favorites is for the Captain Planet game. It's a lot like the others, but instead of screenshots, it's random pictures from the show, and the text says, We took some of the worst garbage on TV and turned it into a great video game. Now, yes, I know they mean pollution, but that's not how it sounds. (laughs)
1: It's a self slam.
2: That's great. (laughs) But,
3: But as fun as a template or accidentally dunking on your own IP is, my personal favorite ad in this issue is for the Gamekeeper, a large carrying case for your Game Boy games. It's like the print version of Has This Ever Happened to You? Complete with a kid trying to carry so much. He's literally a chomp away from eating one of his games. (laughs) But just look how happy he is to have that gamekeeper, Martha. Just look. (laughs) Well, that's my Retro Magazine review. Another example of me just talking about myself, the advertisements, and then leaving you with a sense that I didn't actually read or review anything. In fact, you might be waiting for me to correct those assumptions. But I'm not going to. Just try not to think too much about it. Much like my penchant for offering visual observational humor in a purely auditory format, or the exceptionally thin meta time travel story layer over this whole ordeal, it's better that you know it's there, but not really linger on it. Yours in time, S. Beckett 91. Oh, man.
0: Very poetic ending to this one. I like that one a lot. And the Game Boy really is the best console ever made. It's pretty great, handheld. It's pretty great. Except that kid's got that big, weird, freaking.
1: (laughs) I had the magnifying glass. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah, it's
0: so big though. It's like a giant hood on the front, and then comes around. It's like a whole separate device. But look
3: how happy is Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the joy in that kid's.
0: He's pretty stoked. I'll give you that. And he's wearing uh, acid-wash jeans, so it's perfect for the time.
1: Also, I, I didn't realize that Bomberman was Takashi Six dad.
3: <laughs> Is it
1: really? <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, but like the rainbow hair, the oh, rainbow oh, hair yeah. guy looks like that rapper guy.
3: Yeah, that's Bomberman's son right there. Yep, that's he's the him. guy. Never that's canon. That's in the. Hair. That's in universe.
0: Never even heard of that game. So. I'm
3: not joking. I could yeah. have done. I, there were six pictures of ads like this. Yeah. I could have probably done fifteen or sixteen, where it's just white background, black text, little blurb, three to four screenshots. Yeah. It's shocking how much of this magazine is just that for the advertising.
0: Wow, I don't. It feels early for that. Ninety-one would have. I would have thought was a more pure journalistic time for these magazines, and not the ad fest that they became in the nineties, um, late nineties, I guess. But that's I don't yeah. know. Surprises me. Never know. Well, you're doing a great service uh, for us and for the people of the world. And uh, we hope you continue to do it. Real quick, I wanted to mention this Blizzard no longer uh, can do China stuff. They had a um they had a disagreement, not a disagreement. Basically their their deal with NetEase ended to carry Overwatch, World of Warcraft, StarCraft stuff, um pretty much everything except Diablo Immortal. It's a separate agreement. So this isn't affected right now. Um All the Blizzard games to be in China were going through NetEase as the publishing partner. That agreement ended and they could not come to a new one. So quite literally in January, all Blizzard games, with the exception of Immortal, are getting yanked from the Chinese market for a ton of reasons. This isn't necessarily a breaking down of of issues between NetEase and Blizz, although we don't know the details. Maybe it is a little bit, maybe it isn't. But it's also, China's really weird right now with game, um, uh, new game approvals. And it's just hard getting in there edgewise, even for their own homegrown companies. It's a huge mess. So for whatever it's worth, that's a real stinker. And I don't know if this actually affects the Microsoft acquisition to know that suddenly there's a stoppage in China for all Blizzard games. So I guess we'll see how they react. I don't know if that makes them suddenly... uh, is the deal have to be renegotiated to be less lucrative?
1: I don't know. It's probably like the Twitter thing where you know you get locked in once you make your once you get past a certain point I'm guessing, right?
0: On the deal, yeah. I mean they could argue though that value is lost though cuz that's a huge market and they count that in the acquisition. Mm. So, you know, they could I'm not saying they will, but Microsoft could make the argument that hey, that's like 10 billion of the of the deal. We need to cut the deal better or whatever. And they probably have a case. might
1: be like, oh, we know how to get them back in. We'll
0: yeah. figure it out. They might say that. You're right. All right. Time for some emails. Some Microsoft, right? Yeah. Now. True True. that. That's a good question. Uh, here's an email we got. Talktothecore at gmail.com. This came to us from, uh, sorry, Dimitri. Uh, and it says this. Hey, Core Hounds. Chiming in from Belgium, Belgium and wanted to say I love the show and the energy you all have. Oh, I don't know. My energy is pretty lame lately. At least last couple of weeks. Anyway.
1: Wow. Look we're... <laughs> <I still laughs> it's suffering not suffering
0: from COVID. It's, yeah,
1: it's not the show's you know, fault. It's, still, it's, a, it's, it's a virus. <laughs> let's go easy on ourselves this week. That's true.
0: uh says, so it's kind of my attention there's been a drastic change in John's behavior. Fortnite, mobile games, DLCs, battle passes in all caps. Am oh, I the good. only one noticing this? He hasn't done a Final Fantasy update for what? Two weeks now? Scott and Bo, please take the necessary precautions for this. Uh, or this might happen to you. What's next? Bow dropping VR and only talking about his new subscription services. Scott only playing and finishing AAA titles. Hilarious. Uh, I'm not. So I'm on to you, Pod people. Kind regards, Dimitri. P.S. I'm currently playing Dragon Quest uh, Eight. No, that'd be ten. No, that'd be eleven.
3: That'd be eleven.
2: Yeah.
0: On the extra tier uh, <laughs> of PlayStation Plus, And concerning GRPGs, it's really good. Even uh, beating Final Fantasy. Five, six, seven remake by a long shot. Maybe a nice series for John to play after FF. I, I think eleven's good. I I have played eleven. I didn't beat it, but I quite enjoyed uh, that game. Um. So maybe you're right. But John, what do you say about this? You know, these this besmirchment of your of your gamer world or earlier in this email.
3: I mean, to be fair, I I don't talk about Final Fantasy on the show anymore because uh, Bo and Scott um, they let me. <laughs> but they don't really let me like there's permission and permission oh, and then there's,
0: like, wow. there's this is not true uh,
3: it's literally on my list it's crossed out but uh on my what I played list down at the bottom it says also played but nothing new to say final fantasy 14 fortnite and return of the Oberdin. um i just didn't have anything in particular to say about them yeah um i so final fantasy is almost a weekly play um I just talk about it on Garrett and Kyle's podcast. <laughs> yep. Where I talk about oh the Final yeah, you were Fantasy on the play. grinding
1: gear. You were on the grinding gear. Oh um, You really, grinded that. your cool. gears with Kyle and Garrett. Oh nice. Uh,
3: but uh, no, I I do still play Final Fantasy. Although I will say I'm I'm hitting a bit of a slog with ten. I've had to take a bit of a break with ten. Ten is breaking me a little bit. Oh wow. Um, and I I can't exactly say why. But it, it is. I, I have the not charm, streamed.
1: The charm of bitmaps is gone now that we are in full uh, <laughs> yeah, 3D
0: cinematic mode. I'm
3: modes. in 3D and I have to hear Titus laugh in my ear. Ha, 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 ha. It's a bit
0: much. You got to play more of that goofball. What's it called? Something ball? What is it? Uh, void ball? What is it? This weird sport you Bl- play Oh, Blitzball. yeah, blitz ball. Blitz ball. Yeah,
3: blitz ball. a Void ball. Void ball. Void ball. <laughs> um, no, why not? Why
1: not? Yeah.
3: But yes, I am branching out. I talked a little bit on this episode. I went from Cyberpunk 2077, a very John game, to uh I, I needed a palate cleanser. And I tried Fortnite. And we knew from the day Marvel Snap was announced, I was weirdly into it. And mm. I continue to be weirdly into it. I can't explain it. Maybe I am a pod person. I didn't realize it. You might be.
2: Yeah. You are. I think,
3: I think maybe it's more just ben broden company make really good card games for people like me that don't particularly care about card games
1: yeah. yeah that was the thing with hearthstone when it first came out It didn't have all this mtg baggage you know it was only like 40 cards in a deck whoa yeah 30 like right you know they they the same dna is there for sure of making it more
3: accessible yeah yeah and fun so but, uh, yeah, it's. Im- I think it's important to branch out every now and then. Try genres you don't typically like. That's that's why I tried Death Stranding, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. will I like this? And who knows? Maybe I will. Right now, holding two trigger buttons to not range. fall over is a little weird. Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, you had a we'll fine see. range of games. There's nothing wrong with the games. Yeah, I right agree. Today. Yeah, you had the most diverse group of the day, for sure. I'm used to me having too many weird games on my list, but you had a bunch. That's good. I'm, I'm also weeks, once again back off. in
3: a lull of not knowing what to play. Yeah.
0: Those come and go. Sure. Dark tide. <laughs> dark tide. <laughs> just all right. I'm worried am I might
3: get burned out of dark tide before Someone we all say get something. to
0: play. Uh, dark tide. Dark tide. Uh, here's a quick text from Randy who wrote in, not, not, not frog pants Randy, different Randy he says, Hey guys, love the show. On your last episode, John made reference to the Denny's in Phoenix. I live here as well, and it's Uh, a very real thing. Probably one of the better Denny's around, says Randy. So nothing but confirmation that that gay Denny's is the best Denny's.
3: Yes, they they have a reputation, and as a result, they try. Yeah, they have. You know, if you're just another Denny's, you don't try. But if you are. The gay Denny's, which is also known as the good Denny's. The good Denny's you have to you have to have a standard.
0: I agree. And I think that sounds great. And I would love to visit that Denny's next time I'm, I'm in Phoenix. So, and I will. My brother lives there. I should go there anyway. And John lives there. I should see John. Yeah. Uh sort of. You're not in Phoenix proper anymore, right?
3: No. Yeah. But you know, we're all we're all close.
0: You're all cooking in the same pot.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all we're all in the same oven.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, now to the big moment of our day. Uh, Jamie did a new mashup, and it is part of our final of, finals of the year mashups. And I'm very excited to hear this one. This one really kicks yeah, it what, off.
1: Is, is this the... Because he released a tweet. Released a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, that I guess he's doing one focusing on each of us. Is this part of that suite? Do this I is like... Right? No,
0: this is like a, 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 the final big here's all of us stuff, and then all future ones will be... Like here's a John centric one. Here's a Bow centric one. Here's the best of Scott I for the see. year. I see. So he's doing the good hard work out there, and uh, he did this one. So let's give it a shot. First of all, I'll tell you what the results are. Um, for the name, uh, it's called "Stay a While and Glisten," and the poll results: forty four percent, point seven percent for me, uh, forty four point seven. Bow at ten point <laughs> five. I don't know why I said it that way. And John at forty four point seven. John and I are tied. Wow. For this, um, mate, that math isn't right, is it? No, that's no. right.
2: <laughs>
3: what is it? It's close enough. That's close right? enough.
0: We're, having, we're, we're all having number problems today, so yeah.
1: I'm hesitant to hang on. Let me get the calc. It doesn't look right. I'm getting Windows Calculator out. <laughs> Four and four, that would be We're we're missing a point one somewhere. Yeah, it, it's not not, it doesn't so.
3: equal a
1: perfect one hundred percent. Zero point one percent is other. Okay.
3: <laughs> in a in a three option thing, there's just a there's always a person that's a little unsure when they Sure.
0: It. It's the margin of error. We get it. Uh yeah. anyway, so as scientific it's as is all this error. is, we are gonna now play this one. It is called Stay a While and Glisten, Enjoy. Hey, give me a mirror. I can go change. I can get a wiener. I can get a wiener real quick. It's not a problem.
3: Please insert something in me. I'm going (laughs) to die. And now you have modern-day Saints Row gangsters. Why are you showing dildos? Sorry, I wanted. To,
0: <laughs> I wanted the chat. I, I should have warned you. I was trying to find it for the chat. It's like
3: John. Sorry, what you're saying is an interesting. <laughs> no, so I'll I just love show what you're saying to the chat while you're while you're talking.
0: I do this all the time. It's my bad. I don't know how dudes get away with thongs because here's my experience. <laughs> women, no,
3: wi- go, women, go ahead. Women are. <laughs> Let's hear it.
0: Women are beautiful and uh, can get away with a lot of that sort of stuff because they're lovely human beings. Men are. Disgusting horse pigs.
1: Doing a finger net. show. Can anyone guess what I'm doing? <laughs>
0: Why net net? What sound? Yeah, is I that? don't know. That's the sound it makes. Net, so net, I'm, like, net. I'm,
1: I'm a cringe boomer, and I'm like, eh, eh, eh. does not everyone make that sound when they're having
0: sex? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's you like know, a hairy. Black the whole hole. time
1: I'm watching the hound, I'm like, I assume like those guys have the shittiest asses in the universe. Like they probably don't wipe or anything.
0: But that's my problem. If you're wearing one of these thongs and you're a dude, you got like a hairy black hole going. No one in. People time should be
1: wearing a thong. They don't have toilet paper.
0: Dang. Correct. John, so, I cannot figure this poster out. Why is the bat signal in it? I
3: don't know. I don't know. But it's everything really else is weird. at least
0: baseball related. Here are some games at base. Here's some peanuts at the ballpark. Here's a hot dog and a drink. Yeah, Players. but why
3: is the hot dog and the drink ejaculating?
0: <laughs> don't wear a thong if you're a dude. That's all I'm saying. Well, do what <laughs> I, I you think want. Nobody do what you here want.
1: I should wear a thong on this
0: show. Nobody wants to No. See it. Oh, my gosh. Any of the three of us. Picture any three one of the three of us in a man thong and that's all it, we got it's on? It's
3: worse than you oh. can possibly
0: imagine. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, why would you subject yourself?
3: And do you see the bat that the guy at the bottom has? Like, I do think it is supposed yeah. to be a Twizzler, but it, it, it looks like a sex toy for giants. You think no, he's alien? I don't think so. That's why I said fish, like just a vaguely yeah. alien, otherworldly, like another world fish. Him.
1: So it's got testicles for eyeballs and it speaks out of its anus, like it's the Half Life. Okay.
3: Did it have boobs in it? Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. Head boobs. a <laughs>
3: 10 out of 10. Head boobs. Yeah. 10 out of 10.
0: Were there uh, thrusty, uh, the penal vaginal things? Yes. Okay. I meant. And, uh, five stars. Well, if I put my hand in this gooey vagina hole, something's going to happen over here. And if I uh, use this hand to stick it up this weird wiener thing, it's going to come out with a spike on it, and I need that to open certain doors. Never trust him. Just kidding. He's fine. Best I can tell. Also very handsome. Anyway, shut up, pill. Any leaks from here on out are just going to be.
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> if they showed Dicker Kane getting born out of a new butterfly cocoon because he's back and forth, <laughs> that would be an issue. Yeah, they probably want to Ten
3: thousand sit... years. I'm free. <laughs> he's
1: butter. He's butterfly. Cane, M butterfly cane. Oh no shit.
0: Dead. Okay, you got me. I want what you're describing, except I'd like him to be birthed from the underside of Asmodan if I could make that work. Yeah, he,
1: <laughs> Asmodan yeah. just shits out this uh, white little recent <laughs> <human. laughs>
0: I guess we killed can him, you, so he's can dead. you
1: do the VA for his birth? Like, what, what is the first thing he says when he's born?
3: Oh, stay a while and glisten. <laughs> He's, Ew. From, yeah, he's, he's full he's- of placenta. <laughs> yeah. i'm glad you got it i thought i was gonna need to describe it <laughs> right. stay a but, while um, and
0: glisten is today's title we're not doing anything but that that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and i did i named the episode stay a while and glisten and i still forgot john did it i didn't remember any of that conversation i don't either at all it's all wow. it's all in the past
1: we had, man. we had a tame one today that's the one thing i've learned from listening to that i'm <laughs> like i don't think we said the word ejaculation dildo nope. okay, put my wrist in a vagina like none of that none it, of it
0: no what was i even t- oh i was i was describing um scorn scorn yeah that game yeah, yeah oh my gosh that game's so gross uh all right well well done thank you jamie can't wait for these uh, end of year stuff that you're putting together great stuff as always i want to thank a couple of patrons for joining the show since we last spoke uh seb doug kenneth ivan casual terror and jim jensen all of them <laughs> <laughs> all of them joined <laughs> up and uh um, something
3: about yeah. casual terror in between ivan and jim jensen that yeah. like really just got to me it's pretty good it was like Ivan, Casual Terror, Jim Jensen. Jim Jensen, uh...
0: yeah. We just let a demon sit there in the middle without too much scrutiny. (laughs) Yes, they they didn't seem to notice. They didn't (laughs) notice I was here. Casual
1: Terror could be like an Eastern European name, like Casual Terror. Casual
0: Terror. Terror, yeah. Well, Uh, we are pronouncing it very wrong.
2: (laughs) I am
1: Casual Terror, and I am from (laughs) Lithuania.
0: See, you've convinced me. We've we've besmirched this poor man's reputation. Um, But thank you all. You guys are all great, and Jim Jensen, he is the nicest guy ever. He also gave us COVID. He is the he's the COVID guy. Oh wait, not, not you, but okay. <laughs> I
3: was like wow. So
0: Jim lives near here. He's a he's not a, he's a local, and he'll come by once in a while. And the other day, uh, two weeks ago, brought some gifts for Kim's birthday and some clothes for the kids, and just a nice. They're just wonderful human beings, and they didn't know it, but they brought COVID with them, gave it to us. And then, about the same time as us, started having symptoms, and then everybody was sick after that. So, and then you gave it to me, and then I gave it to Bo via In Discord VR chat. Yeah, VR chat. That's what I meant to say. We were doing some of that. What do you call it? Uh, r- rubbing up on your number or the name? What's it called? Rubbing up on your number
1: name. There's a name number. There's a name for this. Maybe you want to rub yeah. it up on your number name. E-R- your E-R-P. Number
0: name? E-R-P. 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 ERP. I was doing some E-R-P, ERP with Bo, and I gave it to Bo. So yeah. yeah. ERP is what. And, and, erotic role play there we go okay yeah you got to get in there again i'm so mad i can't <laughs> i can't We're live. We're
3: oh man That's i God can't did not think about how that transition no i said sound. that wrong <laughs> oh, what's the rp again but erotic i can't i can't yeah. get,
0: get vr or i can't get among us vr to run it keeps crashing in steam and i've been mad at my headset ever since and i haven't touched it oh wait did it, we forgot to talk about sex chess. Oh yes! Who gave you? Sex? Someone gave you sex chess. The developer sent me a
1: key for sex chess, but I haven't cashed it in yet because I'm not sure I
0: want to. You should. You need to tell us what it, you need to review. I think sex he chess.
1: found me on a Twitter search because I made a joke about sex chess. Because the Bible is now available on Steam soon. It's an early access. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the
1: Bible is an early access. <laughs> I made a joke on Twitter. I'm like, after Sex Chess, you can read the Bible. Yeah. Um. And I think he found me and sent me a key. There's no text, no message, just key. Wow. Here's your
3: sperm. And wow. I was sad to hear you got a key because we ended a show like two so weeks ago. A- and experiment. the first thing I did after we ended the show was go, guys, there's a game on Steam called Sex Chess. And I started sending you screenshots of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We right, didn't even get stuck so on the do this experiment: show. make a joke tweet, like try to make a decent one, and see if he sends you a key. And <laughs> it worked for me.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. The,
1: the name, the name of the company that makes it is, I think, Evil Boobs
0: Dev or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they um, do, and
1: that's his Twitter name. That's how I put two and two together. It's uh. <laughs> so the best Evil, I can... Evil Boobs
0: Cult. The best I can tell is the people on the board are naked. And when they go and they get a like, let's say a bishop gets a pawn, then uh-huh. they, then they, they really they do it. They
3: a pawn. Yeah.
0: <coughs> they get a pawn the pawn.
3: Well, the picture oh, I said geez. he was a dude with an elephant head and a <coughs> erection.
0: It's horrendous. <laughs> but, uh, I,
1: I read the Steam reviews, and apparently it doesn't even follow the rules of actual chess, so there's a lot of chess pierce in there complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but this game of chess does not have a passant, which oh is an god. important move in chess. Oh my it god. It's reviewed really well. People like it. No, is it? Yeah. Well, bro, Bo I think, try. It. I think people just review porn games well because it, like sometimes you just <laughs> see the chad and ASCII Look, as if you're a playing review. a
3: game and the game makes you finish You're
1: in a good state. Here's a a (laughs) thumbs up review. Hang on. Listen to this, all right?
0: I'm going to die. Bismuth says,
1: best chess game ever. Who knew pawns could move to any space on the
0: board? That's amazing. (laughs) That tells me, you know what that tells me? That tells me that the game is more about the sex and less about the chess. And the fact that there are people buying this game and are mad about the chess rules. I don't even know what to make of that.
3: I think it's I think it's wonderful. What a, what a wonderful thing. But you can buy chess in so many other ways. I don't know. Yes, but I want to play a stimulating game of chess and then I want to touch myself while looking at the pieces. Yes. And I want to play serious chess. I don't want to play kiddie chess. I want to play seriously.
0: See, honestly, you might be right as to why that's so weird, but anyway uh more on sex chess after bo has this, a chance by to the way it. this
1: guy speak for speaking of one-handed games there should be a porn survivors game
3: oh there is i almost bought it as part of the test and then i got too embarrassed about the idea that people would see that i bought and we've come it. this but far there is, down the there well is, of there survivor is one games. i, I almost yeah. played it what's the name uh, what is it? There's a there's a, a less porny one, and then there's a, a actual porny one. It's the same game, but they have like a censored version. I don't remember. What it's a,
0: I saw a zombie though. one that kind of looked interesting. Um, if, as, you know, as long as these games are like four bucks, I'll probably keep trying them. But I don't know if I want to porn one or not. Because what would it's do you, called? Uh, just...
3: Sexy Mystic Survivors. That's what it is. Sexy oh, Mystic. Great. So, do not show footage of Sexy Mystic Survivors to the stream, Scott. Okay,
1: but how? But I'm... but okay. They might see it at the reflection of my glasses. Everyone's spent really hard. Hey, it's ten percent off right now. All right, let's see. Hey, this looks just as good as Soulstone Survivors, man.
3: It does actually. I think it might be artistically the best quality. Whoa,
2: one that I've okay, seen there's
0: some these. there's some big areolas there. Oh, so hold on a second though. Is this? Yeah, this is a. This looks. The gameplay kind of looks legit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. That's why I thought about trying it, but then I was like, I don't know if I want to have people seeing that I played this.
0: But then what happens?
1: You in between? Well, you think you pass the level, and then you go bang. Yeah, if
3: you survive, you get to, you know, see some boobs.
1: Anime boobs, mind you. I'm a little disappointed in that execution, though, because I would expect in a porn game like this to have giant flying boobs, and I got to kill them all with my dildo uh,
0: machine gun. (laughs) Hey, Mango Party, who makes that game, they made Orc Massage. These are the same people. Are you kidding me? No, Are you real. kidding me? That's what it says right down here below. They make a bunch of games called like uh, Latex Dungeon, um, uh, Beautiful Mystic Survivor. <laughs> oh my we God. already had that. Beautiful um, Mystic Defenders.
1: You don't like tower defense, so I don't know no for that one. Something called I Got a Cat. That's weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know what to make of that. All right. Well, anyway, no. it's uh, I got a cat made. I no.
3: Oh, oh. I, read <laughs> I got a cat. It would be a really curious, like very pure, innocent touching game in this library of porn. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a, very I got a prolific
1: developer though. They have lots of titles, all for a dollar.
0: Yeah, they're not they're not uh, slowing down for anyone. Uh, anyway, go check those out if you're, <laughs> you're so inclined. Um, <clears throat> next week we'll be back together and doing another one of these as we hurdle towards the Christmas holiday uh sometime before the first of the year we will have our list of best games of 2022 and uh we should probably put our heads together and talk about how we want to structure that this year but i think it could be
3: categories what games we finished
0: yeah should be fun oh Uh, that's gonna be fun games finished yep finished games uh best uh early access games that aren't actually out yet uh uh games best games we barely touched best elden ring best elden ring there's there's only one (laughs) and the award for best elden ring goes to elden ring yeah oh my gosh the competition must have been stiff anyway that'll be next time right here on play no this isn't play retro right here on core so do that um in the meantime uh, go have some fun go play some games don't get covid it really sucks and uh we'll be back next time with more we'll see you then show is part of the frog pants network yes get more at frogpants.com
2: a fine slave you would have made yeah